0: did you ever think you were made? it i feel i'm so close i could taste sweet victory i know this life meant for me yeah why would you bet on goliath when we got bet david value taming giving values contagious this world of entrepreneurs we get no value to haters i do running run homie look what i become i'm the i'm the one
1: Okay, so we got a friend in the house, uh, uh, a man we love. Dave, Rubin. how you doing? Good to see you.
2: PBD, I must say, you know, I do a lot of these programs and some people say I was a pioneer of the podcast and going independent and all that thing, but you guys run an operation... I mean, now we're in, the, we're in the live studio. Yes. Do you, do you have to yeah. explain to people why there's no one here, but we're all well, here? Well, the we, reason why yeah. is
1: because this building yeah. has how many air ACs does this one have? Twelve ACs? The other one <laughs> has one. And, the and other you one know is I eight. run hot. So. How 28-ton how AC unit that we have to bring from a whole different place. Long story, we wanted it to be cool, so we decided to do it here, man. Because we don't want to be sweating. The last podcast we did, we were sweating. Uh. Vinny and Adam passed out at one point. After (laughs) trying to tell him, fan him. You're going to be okay. Vinny
2: Vinny strikes me as someone that sweats a lot. Middle Eastern? Yeah, yeah, it's bad. He's got
1: that that Middle (laughs) Eastern oil gene. Anyways, guys, we've got a lot of topics to cover. We have to talk about your guy, Governor Ron DeSantis, especially after this weekend. You know, with the events that happened at Turning Point USA and why he didn't go to Turning Point USA, and I'd love to get your feedback on that and what happened at the uh, the Blaze event, which was uh, an incredible event. What yeah. uh, Tucker did to ASA and what Tucker did to <laughs> Mike Pence potentially finishing off his career. I mean, you know, we'll talk about a poll I ran on me having Vivek Desantis, uh, Tim Scott, and Pence. Mike Pence on what happened to. It. Then I ran one with Vivek against RFK. What happened to, it, which was kind of interesting. And then uh, a couple other stories uh, that we got. One is the border. Some stuff is going on at the border we want to talk about. Uh, A story came out from inside, which I thought it was very interesting because, you know, to them, they said, What is microaggression? Fifteen things people think are fine to say at work but are actually racist, (laughs) sexist, or offensive. You actually have to read this Mm. to see what people are saying with that. And then Ron Perlman calls out studio executive who said strike will cause home losses, be careful, mother effort. We'll show this video with Ron Perlman. He seems like a very pleasant, uh, <laughs> nice, sweetheart of a guy. Yeah, yeah great, and, guy, great uh, guy. And the person he's calling out, $27 million. You made $27 million. We know who he's calling out. Uh, uh, I'll point out why he said $27 million. Rob, you're going to need to Google this when we get to that point of what happens there. Europe's getting poor. Uh, San Francisco, Mark Benioff, who bought Time Magazine, and he owns Salesforce. He says, San Francisco downtown is never going back to the way it was. Uh, home prices are, uh, you know, in uh, interesting things happen with a steep, steep and uh, sustained decline this year, is what an economist from Fox Business is saying. Tucker Carlson is about to start a media company. I don't know if you've heard or not. That's He's raising that's money that's behind closed doors. Uh, insider, look at this uh, uh, beautiful headline. You ready? Uh, the number of views for Tucker Carlson's new show on Twitter has dropped by 86% since its launch. And by the way, it's absolute fake news. We'll, we'll talk about that. A few other things about politics that's going on. But I say let's get right into it uh, with Turning Point USN. FYI, for some of you guys that are watching, we're about to announce uh, the next town hall. It'll be the first town hall we're doing in this building. I believe it's August 4th. I think No, it is August 4th. We'll do here at Town Hall. we got three more uh, set up after that, but we'll be announcing the first one. So for those of you guys that want to be invited, because it'll sell out like this, text the word podcast to 310-340-1132. Again, text the word podcast to 310-340-1132. At the end of the podcast, I'll announce who that person is, and we will shoot you text where you'll be, be able to go buy the tickets. But having said that, let's get right into it. So... I had Charlie Kirk on a podcast. Yeah, okay, and it it you know sucked. Charlie, you know you know what he's done. Great job at a young age on what sure. he's built with Turning Point USA. They had you know apparently seven thousand people uh, at uh, the event. Unbelievable turnout. And I asked him. I said, Charlie, I saw your lineup of guests. You know the Blaze had you know DeSantis. The they have this. They have that. They have. How come you don't have DeSantis? Why didn't you invite DeSantis? And he said he did. I don't know if you've seen his response or yeah, not. I, I saw the podcast. But, but do you think, you know, Governor Ron DeSantis not going to the Turning Point USA event to criticism that Charlie Kirk gave? It's in your state. It's in your backyard. Why don't you go to it? Do you think it was the right move not to go or do you think he should have gone?
2: Well, first off, first off, let me just say blanket before we do anything else that I'm happy to dive into absolutely any of this, whatever we may agree on, disagree on, and hatch You've it always out been a sport and about fight it. it out. And well, well, we should. And you know, one of the things that I think frustrates people with mainstream media is you don't know any of these people's opinions. You watch Jake Tapper, and you don't really know his opinions. You have an inclination as to what they are. That's any of these point. guys, yeah. right? So I think it's important that you and I are upfront about our opinions and then, and then we can hash it out. Uh, in terms of going to Turning Point or not, I've gone to many of those events. It's, it's a yearly event. They used to call it the Student Action Summit. I think they've rebranded it this year. Look, in essence, it's a, it's a Trump rally. That's what it is. That's the first place I ever met Donald Trump. Uh, Ended up going to Mar-a-Lago after spending time with him. That's one of the nights that kind of converted me to be a, a Trump supporter in the first place. But virtually everyone there is a hardcore Trump supporter. If I'm not mistaken, DeSantis did do it last year with Trump. They were both there last year. Uh, As for him not doing it this year, uh, look, I think it was, was it the day before that the Blaze event was? And Trump was not at that. So everyone has their own calculations. I think for DeSantis, probably optically, it was a good move not to go because you know you're going to a Trump base event where people are going to go bananas for Trump and they like you, but they're going to be a little afraid of applauding for you because we know how rabid that base is. So I don't know that there's some message that he couldn't get out otherwise. Could he have shown up and would he have done his usual thing? Sure. But I don't think it hits you either way. To be quite honest, I actually think Trump not going to the blaze thing was far more damaging in terms of your ability to get your ideas out there because Tucker, first off, Tucker's mostly a Trump guy. You know, he's never flat out said that he voted for Trump or something like that. He's criticized um, everybody, but and, yeah, I, I, yeah, and he, yeah, but sure. he criticized, but you know, especially on foreign I, I policy. I won't, I there, won't dispute that. I yeah, yeah. Um, But I think that would have been really interesting. Like, if you want to see Trump do a do an honest sit down with someone where he's not just fighting back and forth like he would on CNN or something. It's like Tucker's the guy, right? So I think Trump should have been there. That to me strikes me as
1: more of a, of a missing piece than DeSantis at the other. Thing. So here's what I would say to that. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, uh, it, it's naturally gonna be a Trump event because Trump was a president. So I think if DeSantis was the president, And flip this uh, entire scenario and Turning Point USA was campaigning for DeSantis in 2015-16. They helped him and Trump helped pick up Charlie Kirk when he said at 24 years old he helped me. And then 2020 becomes a Trump event because Trump was running, DeSantis was in the picture. Flip it. If 2016 was DeSantis and he becomes president and then he goes and helps Charlie Kirk and in 2020 – it's a DeSantis event. Of course, the Turning Point USA event would be a DeSantis event, and Trump would have to come to enemy territory, essentially, but he would have to do that because that's what you want. So, if you look at whether, I saw Will Kane the other day, asked uh, uh, DeSantis the question. By the way, right now, the last thing you want is for every single show to go to. Every, he doesn't go to podcasts, but he goes to all these shows and he likes 10-minute shows, 20-minute shows, the Santis. And even when we talk, they're like, yeah, he only likes 20-minute shows. Why do you only like 20-minute shows? Why not do a two-hour show? Why not sit down mm-hmm. and do a long form? So every one of the shows he goes to, what's the host asking the first question? Hey, what do you think about the criticism the media has given you about the fact that you are no longer da 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 and you're no, no longer, you know, uh, you're not willing to go out there and talk to people and all this stuff? If 20 people ask you, that becomes a reputation. So right. I think for him... Uh, uh, I, I would say the other way around, anywhere the leading candidate goes is an honor for that person to have them, meaning the blaze is lucky to have Trump because Trump is the leading candidate, but DeSantis showing up and saying yes to Charlie Kirk, which, by the way, here's the other thing to be thinking about Charlie Kirk. Let's think about it from this uh, position here. How long will Trump, I'm, t- I'm going to talk very logical, and we're going to talk purely strategic, nothing emotional, okay? Sure. Um, who matters more over the next, how long is DeSantis planning on being in politics? What do you think his timeline is? Is it fair to say DeSantis is going to be in politics a lot longer than Trump is? Oh, for sure. No question about it. Can we say 20, 30 years? Longer. I would say 30 years. 50 years. Perfect. Let me ask you a question. Whose lifespan is longer in the political space? Not literally lifespan, although that can be also calculated. Is Charlie Kirk going to be in political space longer than Donald Trump?
0: Obviously, yes. There's no question about it. It's
1: going to be Charlie Kirk, right? So, to me, when you have somebody that's got a, and maybe Charlie has the most important vote of the Republican Party, which is who? The guys in their 20s, because you could have that vote for 40, 50 years. You don't want to go there. Think about 7,000 younger people are sitting there saying, You don't want to come earn my vote? I don't know, man. I'm kind of offended. That could last 20, 30 years. So, I don't know if I'm a strategist behind closed doors and we're having this conversation and we're saying, hey, guys, we're going to choose between one of the two. We got the blaze, which, again, Glenn Beck is one of the guys that's on the Mount Rushmore at his peak. He was a show nobody would ever miss. He crushed it. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was the one guy I met years ago. I'm like, this guy's an incredible talent and he's a very good communicator. Yeah. But if you see Turning Point USA to say you skip that and it's a Trump place, that could have been an opportunity to come in and give a message and win their vote. Don't you agree?
2: Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Again, we're not privy to all the calculations of what anyone was sure. doing yeah. on any given day. You know, Trump said he had some prior engagement for the for the Blaze thing. So it's like everyone makes their calculations. I think there's wins to there's more wins to showing up. If you're if you're confident in what you're doing, yeah. then there's more wins to showing up. So as I said, DeSantis would have given a great speech. The the applause probably would have been more tepid than the rabid Trump base, because turning point, and again, I've done plenty of things with them. I, I like and respect Charlie. I've known him for, for many years. In essence, you know, they're a nonprofit. As I understand it, they're a nonprofit that really is a, a Trump campaign fundraising organization. Like, there is some weirdness there, and I think maybe DeSantis didn't want to get fully mixed up in that. But I see, I see wins in showing up. And I think your point to DeSantis is obviously number two. He's not number one at the moment. So you got to make some of those inroads and uh,
1: we shall see how uh, it continues. Because... You, make, you make a good point because when I yeah. was at the, when I uh, went to uh, 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 Turning Point USA's 10-year anniversary fundraiser, mm-hmm. uh, uh, some of the people there were uh, uncomfortable on the position that they were taking with Trump because some of the DeSantis guys were there and was like, hey, you know, I don't know if i want to contribute because I'm more DeSantis. I'm not Trump. All this stuff. So that was an objection right. that some of the donors had to address. I, don't I, I also
2: d- I also don't know all the legal ramifications of when you're running a nonprofit. That's a political nonprofit. You know, right. you can't directly endorse a candidate. I think they get as close to that. I'm not I'm not sitting here trying to start nonsense. I'm just saying like there is there's always that fine line between like oh we're putting these people up to talk about their ideas and so that they can express themselves versus yeah. we're tacitly endorsing them and, in
1: essence, raising money for them. You know, you I, know, that's, that's a very fine line. So so, so for me, like I, I think from the span of... Okay, for media, we're, we're going to be around for a long time. The only person that can fire us is going to be the man upstairs. That's it. So if I'm either dead or God says, you're done, no problem, I'm not doing it. This thing's going to continue on its own vacuum and it's going to do what it's going to do. But we're going to be competing for the next 40 years. Yeah. So if we're going to be competing for the next 40 years, it is very imperative of us to look at young talent that's coming up, that's formidable, that are true believers, that are capable to say, I think that guy could one day be a superstar. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, for example, the Tucker moment when John Stewart came to try to bully him. You, you We've yeah, oh, all yeah. seen that oh, whole yeah, thing yeah, yeah, crossfire, yeah, yeah. And crossfire and he's trying to bully yeah. him. Yeah. And in that moment, I just want to know, when Tucker got off stage... What did he tell himself that night mm-hmm. or his best friend or his wife, if he was married at the time, or his girlfriend or his family? What did he say to them? Did he say something like, I'm going to kill this guy <laughs> in the media space? I want right. to know that. because Oh, I th- bet you a nugget was planted because that I, oh, was a seminal moment sure. in television. For, and cable sure. News and for it, sure. And if you talk about John Stewart and Tucker, maybe mm. mainstream, some people go, well, you know, it's John Stewart, all this stuff. But Tucker's in a whole different level. It's yeah. not the same league. It also, ran. by
2: the way, John Stewart has become far more of what he was accusing Tucker of exactly. than Tucker, right? Because they were sitting yes. on Crossfire yes. and Stewart basically walked on that set and said, you are the reason, talking to Tucker, you are the reason for political partisanship and hackery and the hatred and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, who actually has added more to that in the last decade? I would say Jon Stewart has been a far worse arbiter of those things than Tucker. Tucker actually, if if you escape what the mainstream media says about Tucker, Tucker is constantly talking about crossing the divide. He's trying to talk about what populist things will bring us both together. Talking about his actually classically liberal roots, constantly john is the one who's gone completely bananas left so there's been a real shift in there and i wonder that would be a great conversation for them to have that you know? would be a phenomenal oh, wow.
1: conversation for the two to out but okay so you know i, I watched uh, uh the governor on uh fox a couple of days ago i don't know who he was but, but he was with somebody it was a 15 minute clip i watched and the, the gentleman interviewed him he, he, he's somebody that people who watch fox should know who this guy is he's he's very good at what he does but uh he asked a lot of good questions, and hey, you know, what are you going to do with this, and what are you going to do with that, and, and, and then uh, DeSantis kept going back, the Republican voter knows this, and you know, Iowa, we've spent this, and in, in Iowa, we're doing meetings, and people are showing up, we were having some meetings that was 30, 40 people, and you know, when you say stuff like that, and it's like, well, what do you think about the fact that, you know, some people are claiming you're not a marketer, you're, you don't know how to sell the campaign, you don't know how to do this, what are your thoughts on... On that, Well, you know, if you look at it, you know, I'm here to do a job. And if you look at what I've done in Florida, do you think we are seeing and witnessing where the whole idea of what Nixon uh, 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 lost to John F. Kennedy years ago? Because yeah. Nixon was a very debate. qualified yeah. candidate, more qualified than John F. Kennedy. Nixon was essentially a Ron DeSantis. Forget the Watergate example. Just set that part aside where Nixon had to learn how to go be a little bit more of a showman, yeah. more presentable, and he had to go work with some people behind closed doors. Do you think that's a fair criticism that Ron is getting, and do you think that's going to hurt him, or do you think, no, I think it's irrelevant, he, can, he still has a shot? Well, you know, last time we sat on this very stage, which
2: was probably about four months ago, uh, you brought that up, that there's a marketing issue with DeSantis. To me, that's, uh, and I'll repeat what I said that time, and then I'll give you a new twist on it, Uh, To me, that's a very solvable problem. I think what you want out of a candidate are two things. You want basically, does this guy roughly believe in the things that I believe in politically? Are we, do we have enough stuff that we kind of agree on that I can support this guy? And then do you think that this guy can accomplish it? That's, that I think is the bigger one now, because I think we have a lot of people who say the right things, but can they actually do it? Now, in my estimation, obviously DeSantis checks those two boxes. Does, is there some level of a marketing thing? Well, look, he has not done your show. absolutely should do your show. So I don't know where you guys are at internally with that, but he should. Uh, you know, just yesterday, I think they announced that he's doing Megan Kelly finally. Now, she's been very critical of him, partially because he has not done her show. It's a great move to go on that show. Uh, he's going on t- uh, Jake Tapper today uh, at 4 p.m. That. That so, so that is an interesting moment. He go, You know, he's basically... His position with the mainstream media has basically been, you guys lie about everything, I'm not going to play your game, as opposed to Trump, where it's, you guys lie about everything, I'll constantly play your game. But now he's realizing, okay, I got to get in on that. So we'll see what happens with him and Tapper. I would love to see the guy go on Rogan. He should, he should just say offhand, he should say, hey, I'll do Rogan. Why not? Why wouldn't I do that three hour thing, not just the 20 minute thing? He should sit down with those harpies on The View and let them say all of the crazy BS what is nonsense. Fear, though? What is, what
1: is, well, so, I, don't, I don't. Is, is look, it fear I can't or is it, is it fear? No, so I don't, I don't, you don't think have it's to feared. give the answer. But is it fear? Or is it somebody behind closed doors uh, holding back or is it I'm too good for that? No, well, well, first off, again,
2: I'm not a surrogate. I'm just giving right. you my opinion on this. I think they're running a campaign and everyone runs a campaign a little bit differently. I think they probably wanted to test the waters when he announces, we believe this is the best guy. He's sort of the most functional and competent. Let's see what happens, what it does to the polls. Now, it clearly did not do to the polls what they wanted. So now they have to dive in in a little bit of a different way. As I've been saying on my show for weeks now. You, do you know, you know, the first debate is not till August 23rd. So we're still mm. a month away from the first debate. Do you guys know when the first votes are cast? The first primary? Do you, do you have any idea? Well, it's do, August do 23rd know, in Milwaukee. That's all, the first, no, that's, no, that's the first debate. Do you know when the first primary is? Do you have any idea? It's January. Oh, wow. So we are still basically seven months away from votes being cast in the first primary in Iowa. So this, this meme out there that he has to drop out now and... It's yeah. such crazy nonsense. No, not, no, 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 yeah. not there's you, not, not that, you. That, but you, you get this from the Trump people no, now. No, it's
0: like no, he better no. drop out to save his political well, career. They have to say
2: that,
3: Dave. Yeah. You're yeah. saying there's
0: a lot left game to be played. Of course, we're, a we're still we're early. We're in the first quarter.
2: We're literally seven months away from the. Right. We're not even in. We're in the pregame of the pregame. We're in the locker yeah. room before the pregame, and all of those pieces have to fall into place. So I think they were trying to do a slow burn. And to your point as marketing, and to your credit, by the way, this is exactly what you said three months ago, and you were right, uh, because it has not lit fire, uh, you gotta, you got to change tactics. I think the Tapper thing today is going to be, my gut feeling is something interesting is going to happen there that might shift the, the narrative a little bit, because what he needs... He needs a little bit of the RFK juice. Whether, whether I agree with RFK on everything or not, and I had him on my show last week, it's like he's got some of the zeitgeist stuff. I think what DeSantis is missing, people know he's competent. They know he's, he's a good governor and all that stuff. But it's the zeitgeist thing that, that gets you to the, uh, all the pieces you are talking about. Like, how do you market that? Mm.
0: And, and with RFK, there's the policy stuff, yeah. which is some love it, some highly dislike it. But there's also the personality stuff. It's sort of two sides of the coin. You see RFK pumping those weights, uh, yeah. like takes his shirt off. It's like, what is this guy running for yeah. the next Hulk Hogan? Or what, what is he doing? <laughs> DeSantis' challenge is certainly not a policy thing. In my opinion, which we've discussed, it's a personality thing. It's a marketing thing. The guy played baseball at Yale. Yeah. Dude, get out there, throw the ball around, hit a home run, hit a dinger, do a big poppy walk around the bases. Like, Be real. Yeah, What people love about Trump this dude, he'll get out there and give you that strong handshake We'll do his off. thing. Yeah. How you doing? he will I mean, he's out there. He's, no, it's you're, incredible. You're Trump running is- against a marketing genius, arguably one of the greatest marketers of all time. And you're missing the marketing game. That's the biggest challenge. You know, challenge I would also,
2: has. I would also, so I do agree with that. And the funny thing about Trump is, it's like he's the fakest person in the history of the world and also the most authentic it's person. It's amazing in the how he can do both. That, yeah. that really is probably I'm the true genius Fakest, right? fakest, well, realest right. guy you've ever met in your life. Which right. one is like, I don't know either. He's yeah. literally a non human color with that crazy hair. That's the <laughs> fakest thing you can imagine. And then his lifestyle and all of those things have nothing to do with the ordinary man. And then yet, obviously what you're saying, and from when the times I've been with him, there's a, a real human in there. And that's the thing that I think people are trying to connect to DeSantis. You know, it's also like, in some ways, it's sort of why we end up probably where we're at politically and why politics in the modern world almost can't work. Because we're sort of asking for a best friend and a father and a bro and a whatever. And it's like... I have friends, and I have a father, and I have a brother. So I'm not really looking for all of that. I'm looking for a competent executive, and and I think that that's important. But yes, should he get out there? I want to see the guy in a T-shirt. I, I've said that to them like get the he should show up in to Rogan in a t-shirt not in a suit, but just or with you or or just like some of that I guess be real the first time I, I, I the first time I ever met him uh, in person where we actually spent some time together one on one was uh, backstage when I did a show with him last June. And we had about a half hour and all he wanted to talk about actually was baseball, which was awesome. Up, and Great. my buddy who was joining me on toward my body, man, he was a baseball player too. So they, they totally hit it off, talked about, and it was like, that is the thing that I think mm-hmm. people are kind of looking for. I think that that's what you're looking for. It's certainly what you're looking for. And I just think patience, you know, everyone wants
0: everything at once. Dave, I hear yeah. you. Yeah. It's a long game. We're in the yeah. second inning to use a baseball analogy, yeah. but there's also missed opportunities. So he played baseball at Yale. The guy's an athlete. He's a stud. He was a yeah. Navy Jag, Jag officer. Yeah. It was just the MLB All-Star game. Dude, get out to the yeah. All-Star game. Give a little, you know, throw on the mound, whatever it is. Just be real. And then people are going to be like, yo, I didn't even know he played baseball. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Again, Take I'm Take some not, pictures actually... with the players. Do some BP. That's what's missing. And I do agree fully that it's a long race. Debates are coming up in months. and. You said that the first vote is cast in January, but you're also missing these opportunities for the average guy to be like, oh, I didn't know that he played baseball. Well, you said, I didn't know that he was a real dude. Yeah,
3: and you guys said about like, marketing. Donald Trump, out of nowhere, like when we were at the UFC, Shows he's almost out. 80 years old. You look back, it's midnight, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're like, is he, is he here? Yeah, yeah. And he's been doing that, and then you actually nailed it. unpack pat, Charlie Kirk, you, put it, you called him out on, you didn't call him out, but when Charlie Kirk was like, I called Trump, this isn't accessi- accessibility. Yeah. Call Trump, two rings. Hey, what's up? Yep, I'll be there. Bye, click. They go, we couldn't even get to the Senate. No, no, no. But I, you the know, camp. I saw
2: Charlie say that. And with all due respect, that's slightly nonsensical. He's in it with Trump. so And there's all that money there in the fundraising. And as I said, Turning Point is basically a campaign arm. So it's a little uh, disingenuous. But respect if they could, Charlie, yeah. it's a little disingenuous to be like, oh, I can get the guy that I've been on the on the campaign with for six years on the phone, I can't right. yeah. get DeSantis. Like, it would be easier for me to get DeSantis than Trump, but that doesn't prove that DeSantis is more accessible. You know what I mean? Fully appreciate like that, that yeah. Dave. But,
0: yeah. the, like, if it was just Trump-DeSantis, but he also did mention, yeah, I got RFK running the line, I got Nikki Haley on the line, I got Tim Scott line. He's developing a narrative. I'm like, listen, we're people that were like, yeah. we want you to win, we want yeah. you to do well. He's developing a narrative of not showing up, of sort of playing, like, uh, playing it safe, Playing prevent defense. And if you just look at the polls, the look at the polls, look at the polls. I love polls, they love me. It was neck and neck in February and now it's a four to one lead. You know, and national
2: national polls actually mean nothing. You guys know that. Hillary, they mean yeah. absolutely nothing. You have to win a couple primaries. And mm-hmm. I think he's going to do really well in Iowa. I think he's going to do I well. Agree, I think he's going to do well in New Hampshire. Then South Carolina comes. South Carolina is going to be the wackiest of all of them because mm-hmm. assuming, well, Nikki will certainly be in it, but assuming Tim Scott. Tim Scott is still in it, that thing's going to get split in a lot of weird ways. Yes. So it's very possible Trump comes out and he's 0 for 5 right at the beginning Which because be of some wild. weird things. So that's why I'm saying. Everyone just has to, you know. I know mm-hmm. it's sort of like we're all in the talking class and everyone's obsessed with the, and, and by the way, we can talk about Vivek too, who obviously has had a nice couple days. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think, you know, there's a tortoise in the hair situation here and everyone has to kind of mm-hmm. be patient. But I get it from the marketing perspective.
1: I fully get your yeah, perspective. Listen, policy-wise, yeah. we've said this over and over, we're yeah. here because of him. Yeah, yeah. Like, this isn't a. Uh, the both it, of you, by the way. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. So what do you mean? Ball, Me too. Really, really. I came <laughs> here because there of is, is, yeah, there is no. Border no is Miami. Shots, OG, OG. Yeah. No shots here taken about yeah. policy, which is what matters. Yeah. Which is what matters. The policies is what matters. Correct. But my God, you need help to sell the policies to others. I have guys, I'll never forget. So at the beginning, when I started running a business, I, would, I recruited this one guy. His last name, I'm not going to say, I'll say his first <laughs> name, Steve. Okay, he was a cop. And he comes in, and I'm looking. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's going to be an incredible salesperson for us. He's going to kill it. He's, he was in his mid-40s, good-looking guy, blue eyes, in shape, would run, all this stuff. I'm like, this guy's going to kill it. First week, he gets his insurance license. Second week, he gets his 6 and 63. Third week, he gets his PNC license. Fourth week, he gets his real estate license. By the 20th week, he's got 26 licenses. Jeez. <laughs> Has not sold a single product. <laughs> Recipe for disaster. He knew yeah. everything about every product, all the technical <laughs> yeah. stuff, but had yeah. no clue how to sell it. We would sit him in front of a client, and we would say, "Sell." Couldn't do it. He would freeze. I would say, "Sell me." There is no camera. Close the door. Let's role play. He couldn't do it. Th- these were these are these are types of things where mm-hmm. somebody for me. Um, does he have a marketing team? Does he actually have a marketing and a PR team? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. So I would, I would, I would probably immediately hire somebody to give three different perspectives. You know, a story came out about how Kim Kardashian, that's a weird story for me to give. Kim's like, <laughs> I thought I was fashionable until I started dating Kanye. And one day Kanye comes in her closet and he looks at the closet and he says, you have no taste. All you do is you wear what everybody else tells you to wear because you're following the trends, fashion and right. the trends. He says, he takes all her clothes out of her closet, trashes it. She says, we can't really get rid of it. Do I have to really throw it away? You have to throw all of this stuff away. He gets rid of all her stuff and says, I'm going to fill it up. Wow. And you're going to be a trendsetter. He brings it in. Kim goes from being a girl that was known for being famous, partying all this, Ray J, all this stuff. All of a sudden, Kim is now a fashion nova. Mm-hmm. People are now watching what she wears to go. So, meaning, it can be fixed. Yeah. But you gotta bring a marketing person behind closed doors. That's the only thing that's missing. And I don't know if they want to do that. They, they, they're one. You know how you and I like basketball. We're, we're, yeah. we're both sports. And you look at the team, and you're like. Miami, man, they're one piece away. They need one guy. Jimmy's a dog. They got a good team, but they need one more guy, right? Vincent went to L.A., but they need one more, Dame one Lillard, more guy. Dan uh, Miller, come to Miami, right? Okay, buddy. I don't know if he's the guy, but we'll see. He needs one more person. You look at certain teams they are like one away, one away, one away. I think DeSantis is one move away. It's a brilliant marketer behind closed doors to just say, let's test this. Didn't work. What do you want? Who are you? What matters to you? Can you tell me what you like? What do you like? Stop saying, here's what America likes. No, what do you like? What are your interests? What's your style of parenting? Tell me about your family. Tell, tell me about this. Someone's got to draw that out of him, and it has to Again, I really. think that's yeah. an
2: absolutely so. fair criticism. I would also say there's something weird going on here with the Internet in terms of how we respond to good and bad. Meaning, if you watch the the forum, the Blaze forum, right? What were the clips that really went viral? It was Tucker demolishing Asa Hutchinson, who yeah. nobody cares about, right? Yeah. The guy was polling at negative six; he, he's done. What was the other clip that went viral? It was Tucker Pence. demolishing Pence, right? So that goes viral. Now, if you watch, if you watched uh, Tucker sit down with Nikki and uh, and DeSantis specifically. There were no flubs so those clips don't go viral you basically how many of the desantis clips with tucker did you see i you thought the the good with tucker. no no yeah. he did great that's my point but they don't go viral because nobody's interested in viral go- oh good he stuff. made sense it was I, good
1: but i disagree but i disagree but that's just the nature no, of the internet but, I, but listen okay we do marketing stuff for pro- professionally right so th- there's an there's an art and you you, you it's not like you got a um, uh Two hundred thousand followers. You got millions of followers, yeah. and you're everywhere, right? Yeah. Okay, so you also know it. Like if we talk marketing behind closers, you're like, sure. here's what works: SEO, da da da. Okay, you can go simply on TikTok, on YouTube, on Google right now. Type in phrases that makes TikTok videos to go viral. Just just Google that. I don't know. Just search phrases. That make videos on TikTok go viral. Like going to say stuff. It's a lot yeah. of twerking, 100. Right? It's all <laughs> it's right? All now, which i'll just start working right now? Yeah, okay, watch know. this. Yeah, uh, watch SCL. this. Yeah, it's got to make your mid- Okay, yeah. 50 TikTok. Well, no, go to the next one. Go to the next one. If you look at some, 175 yeah. best captions for record, 100 TikTok captions that would inspire you sure. to get sure.
3: dance. How to
1: make viral? Co- okay, so for example, you open up something and say. Let me tell you what I just saw earlier today, and if you see this, you're going to be blown away by it, right? Boom. And so what is this? many of you tell stories. There's an art to storytelling. There's art to creating controversy or getting people to be curious about what you got going on. By the way, it's not hard to teach. T- selling can be taught. Communication can be taught. Creating curiosity can be taught. That is an area they have to make him best. I don't yeah. want to beat the dead horse. We no, can no, go listen, to the next right. topic. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I just want to say in, but, but, Ruben, but fixable. But
3: he, but he nailed it, though. This, like, today he's doing something. Maybe this is that, like, six-month mark where now, like, they're, they're saying, okay, now let's start it. Can now you pull up that
1: article mm-hmm. you found about Kim Kardashian and Kanye West? I, I just saw it at the end. It was phenomenal until uh, it was too late. It was crazy. With Margie Simpson, he says well, Kanye well, my- compared Kardashian to, to <laughs> Marge. To Marge Simpson? Check this out. Kanye West <laughs> called Kim Kardashian. And told That's her that her career was over when he first saw one of her outfits that he hadn't styled and compared her to Marge Simpson. So Can you imagine that? That's and then so you know funny. when she wins the award, what she says? She her, she her in her speech she says, "I never understood style and fashion until I started dating Kanye. Kanye he changed yeah. the way I viewed." And Kim is now the modern day. Some people are going to say she's not. You can pick and choose whether it's her or Margot Robbie or, you know, whoever. Yeah. Marilyn uh, Monroe, you're Marilyn saying. Marilyn Monroe type yeah, of a Jill figure, Holgel. you know, like a Elizabeth yeah, yeah. Taylor type of a figure. Anyways. Well, I, I don't Taylor see why you sure. have to
2: throw Marge Simpson under the bus. I,
1: mean, I the know. She's got it all. Offended yeah, by that. We are
0: going to fully disagree on Marge Simpson Dave is right. Can you pull up the
1: poll we ran this last week on Twitter? The two polls, the first one being... The, the which one was it? No, the other one. Can you pull up the other, uh, other poll? Yeah, so here's a poll I did. I said, Which of these four candidates has your vote today? And this was July 15th. Wow, the, this is votes. A, after Vivek had some momentum at Turning Point USA, a lot of momentum at Turning Point USA. 85,000 people voted. It's not a, a million votes, but it's, it's, it's a it's good a amount good of numbers to kind of see. Right there. And this is after Pence screwed up with what he said. It's none of my concern. Pence goes 2.1. I intentionally didn't put Chris Christie. Because I wanted to see if this Tim Scott is really a possible VP candidate for Mm -hmm. Trump, because you probably read this. It is a name that's being brought Mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. Tim Scott went to 4%. DeSantis, 36 Vivek, 58%. So then a lot of people say, well, how come RFK's not in this? How come Trump's not in this? I'm intentionally not putting Trump or Biden. That's obviously intentional. Those guys are the guys that are the, the lead dogs right now, the favorite. Then pull up the other one, RFK versus Vivek, and this one was interesting. Wow. In the last oh. 24 hours, 54,000 voted, and it's by a, what is it, 1.4% mm. margin.
0: What made you put those two? Very interesting dynamic right
1: there. First of all, a lot of people will say, well, your audience is conservative, and your audience is this. Well, no, look, look a Democrat sure. beat out a conservative.
0: Well, so that's why this,
1: this, one, huh? this
2: one strikes me as, as way more interesting, because obviously, like, like my audience, your audience is going to lean right, Let's say I'm sure they're all over the place politically, but basically leaning right. And that's what's so interesting about RFK, which is what I'm saying DeSantis has to do. He has to capture some of the zeitgeist that RFK has. So I had RFK on last week and, you know, he gets into how... He was at a party with Hillary Clinton like a month ago where she said to him behind closed doors, why don't you get out of the way? We all want Biden. Like, that's juice. That's something that people Hillary want to talk this? about. That's what Hillary, yeah, he said, many people say it to me, even Hillary Clinton at a party, I think he said on the Upper East a couple weeks ago. So like those types of things. Wait, and, you who know, said this? RFK, Hillary.
0: RFK, said it's to Hillary, RFK. Yeah. yeah kind yeah. of like the DNC said it to Bernie in 2016. Right. Just get no. out of the way, Bernie. Yeah.
2: We want Hillary. And by the way, if you don't get out of the way, they yeah. will put you out of the yeah. way. So which Hillary's is what, very comfortable <laughs>
0: <laughs> familiar with That's these right. types of speeches with that last one also suicidal. ludicrous also has a similar <laughs> phrase move blank get out the way get out the way, way. <laughs> well, out the, way. the yeah. thing is
2: with with rfk i asked him right at the beginning i told him right up front uh, i said i'm not sure how much you know about my politics but i used to be you know a, a traditional liberal and a, and a democrat and all that i cannot associate myself with the democrat party members said why are you still a democrat And he kind of fumbled, I I like him a lot, we had a great conversation, but he sort of mumbled and fumbled through the beginning of the answer. He doesn't know, from what I can tell, he does not know why he's a Democrat uh, anymore, other than his name is Kennedy. Do you think he's a Democrat? Well, he's running as a Democrat. Do you think he's a Democrat? No, I I think what he is in essence is, he's somewhere roughly where I am, which is that he's a disaffected liberal Mm. who, who in many ways is a libertarian, and then has Classical some use of the government. Yeah, so he's an old yeah. school. I know the for the type. most part, another type yeah, the great which, people, which in essence, in my view, that means you really have to vote for Republicans. And you're on I what would, I would say is the more moderate wing of the Republican side. But yeah. but that's a whole other thing. But I thought it was interesting. He also told me that he has had no contact with the Democrat Party. Now, get that. Think about that when you talk about the, how they'll mm-hmm. move you out of the way. This guy's polling at 20 some odd percent. His name is Kennedy. He's getting a lot of juice in, in our world, and he has had no—they co- will not take his call. How what surprising that is that, you? though? No, it's not surprising at all. He anoint Biden. He's lucky if they don't kill on him. That,
3: that yeah, on. Dave, I was saying, if, if this was the 70s, he probably would have been killed. They would have killed him already. You ever seen patience, docu- patience. You ever seen the documentary? Oh, Jesus, guys.
1: You ever seen the documentary of uh, uh, Bush Sr. and how it ends? The end of the Bush—type in George Bush Sr. Ross Perot. If you type in, 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 in YouTube, if you type in George Bush Sr., Ross Perot, he's being asked questions about a lot of different people. Ross
0: Perot ruined his career.
1: Well, it, 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 and at the end, he says, so he's being, it's a very nice documentary. Everything's going smooth. It's going to be hard to find it. I, I mean, It's the end of the documentary. Ross I'll Perot. find it on Twitter, and I'll retweet it. So, and he says, so, uh, uh, President Bush, what do you have to say about Ross Perot? Oh, I don't want to talk about that man. I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about it. And he gets. It's the only time in the document. It's in the last five minutes huh. of the documentary, where he gets angry, talking about Ross Perot. Well, okay? literally cost him the election in uh, '92. And, yeah. And by the way, RFK is literally going to cost Biden and everybody on the left the election. Biden is senior. RFK could be. Rust if he all. runs
0: third party, you mean?
1: He will. He has no choice because here's what's going to happen. Uh-huh. Let me kind of go yeah. through with you. So here's a guy that's with him last week, RFK. We had a very good conversation together two weeks ago, he and I. I called him out of the blue. I said, you crush it on News Nation, absolutely. On every issue, you were unbelievable. And he says, thank you for the call. And, uh, but if you, if you think about it, Dems are not calling you, okay? Why would they call you? So where are you going to get your support from? You can't, you know, hey, Charlie says, hey, why don't you come and talk to Turning Point USA? You saw his answer. He says, hey, yeah. I don't know if you know or not. I'm running as a Democrat, not yeah, as a Republican. Right. Yeah, what yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So I get it because if he goes, his concern is everybody in the mainstream media is going to say he's a closet Republican. That's what they would have put him as. He knows what the games are going to be. here. This is a guy that's right. a pretty strategic guy. I You're- kept
2: thinking he's just saying the things that I thought five years ago about myself. Like, oh, if I talk yeah. to those people too much, you he get only stuck. has one yeah. option. Yeah.
1: And, but by the way, he's not a Republican. He's not a Republican. No, he's not. He's not a Republican. Abortion, climate change. He's not a Republican, yeah. Yeah. You know, even uh, affirmative action. He's not a Republican, right? You saw what he said with affirmative action. We got into it, yeah. What happened the other day with the other stuff, the clip maybe we will show the thing that's hurt him this this week with what the cause of COVID and all this stuff. We can get some commentary on that as well. But to me, he is a libertarian, classical liberal. Mm. Is who he is. And for a guy like him, the moment they oust him, do you think RFK comes across as a guy that just disappears and goes in, in, on his, in his own way and, you know, on his own and just kind of retires and doesn't do anything and goes no. to the gym and works out at Gold's Gym? No. Well, he'll
0: do that, but he'll this still stay is in the race. a guy
1: who went after the number one guy that everybody was afraid of going after, which was Antonio Fauci. Hmm. And he writes a book about him, okay? And not any book. A book that blows up and gets viral with all research and nobody... Nobody went and said, well, this is inaccurate, well, this is inaccurate. It was all research, studies, nobody could try. Like, don't talk about that yeah, book, just dog. don't talk just to Don't him. talk yeah, about oh, yeah. what this guy did with AIDS and how much money get. So, okay, now, you want to go against him, NIH, CDC, all that stuff? You think this guy's a of anybody? This guy's got brass balls is what he's got. He's going to run as an independent, and whoever the Republican candidate is going to be, this guy's going to be their number one ally. Well, let me okay, ask you so this. Well, let me let me just. you're yeah, my to Because I, I actually, could be wrong. I'm just telling
2: so you this I, is my, my prediction. my gut feeling is he's not going to run as an independent. But I will give you the I will give you the future for him. What I think is an actual positive future. And I think I might have uh, planted a seed with him when we chatted. That the reason I don't think he will is I think I think he so believes he, he's struggling to realize what the Democrat Party is. But that thing, the Kennedy Democrat thing, is so in his blood. I think he would struggle with the idea of sort of being the guy that destroyed the Democrat Party as, a, as an independent run. But how about this? How about this one for you? If you want that good out for him, how about, because I asked him at the end of our interview, I said, you know, we know your feelings about Trump. We know your feelings about Biden. What do you think about DeSantis? And he basically, for three minutes, right at the end of the interview, gave a beautiful uh, all the reasons why he thinks DeSantis is great with COVID lockdowns, all of that stuff. Then at the end, I could sense suddenly he was like, Oh shit. I just said too many good things about a Republican. I better say something. And then he kind of in a very flippant way was like, but he's mean. Like that was the, that was the thing. He throws a now, baseball
0: like a girl. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like he needed to do something. Right. He
2: suddenly was like, I got to do something cause he's a Republican. I'm yeah. a Democrat. Now I don't think he actually really believes it. I think it was just what what sort of came out of his mouth at that yeah. moment. But here's the here's the out for him because I don't think it's going to be third party. The out is now. Imagine you have Desantis as president whoever the VP is, it's not going to be RFK. You have whoever the VP is. How about he brings on RFK to do exactly what RFK has done for the last 40 years, which is attack these agencies and blow apart the mm. agencies. As a VP? No, no, not as VP. So you bring in whoever is VP. I, I think it could be Kim Reynolds. It's I, my gut feeling, but it doesn't matter. Kim you, Reynolds for who? DeSantis? For, for VP as DeSantis. Yeah. I saw. I, saw I, I, I definitely yeah. think that's possible. But putting that aside, if you bring him on as the, let's call it the czar of the to demolishing the agencies. He's going to be the guy that goes to NIH. He's going to be the guy that goes to CDC. He's going to be the guy that goes to the Department of Education. The guy who has been a lawyer fighting these monsters for so many years, and that's the exact job you give him, and it's also somewhat apolitical, so you don't have to agree with him on abortion. You don't have to agree with him on climate change, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think that's something he would relish in doing. Mm. Uh, in order
1: for that to happen, uh, the great... The greatest governor during COVID has to fully commit to being a better marketer because there is zero chance that will happen if he goes the way he's going today. And I'm telling you right now, remember the phrase I said, I didn't say zero chance it's going to happen. I said, zero chance it's going to happen if he goes the way he's going today. Right, so that you know? brings
2: us to the earlier yeah, conversation. So so, so, that's...
1: so for me, now, let's say that doesn't happen, okay? Let's just say Trump is a nominee, because yeah. right now, after Turning Point USA, 85%, some of the polls, let's just say he's got he's got a big lead, whatever, 72%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but that poll,
2: that's like going to an Elvis fan club and asking how no, many of, of you like Elvis but, more than Frank <laughs> Sinatra. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> by the
1: way, pull up the polls right now anyways. Pull mm-hmm. up the polls right Can now. Can I make if, one quick point sure. about
0: RFK? And it kind of goes back to your point that you were making with George W. Bush and Ross Perot in 92 and essentially playing spoiler. And the conversation about running as a third party, we don't think he's going to do it, but he might do it. The third party situation, you get the Libertarians, you get the Green Party, Andrew Yang, the Ford Party, I don't know what's going on with that. How familiar are you guys with what's going on with this no-labels party? It's starting to pop up in conversations. And a lot of private equity guys, I guess, have pumped in $100 million, whatever the crazy number is it's the, the, they're gonna kind of see how it goes and they're gonna look at who's the nominees and they're gonna sort of pick a Republican and a Democrat or they're gonna do a Democrat and Republican and sort of torpedo Who they don't want to win how familiar with this situation Uh, i know a
2: little bit about them i mean they've been around for a while it seems to be getting a little bit of steam right now but these things happen every couple years and nothing really happens with it it sort of reminds me of like a a yang kind of situation where it's like yang all along all the all the sort of liberals who who weren't complete woke maniacs were all like i support andrew yang because it was the easiest simplest thing to do instead of saying you support trump or you're just Mm -hmm. not going to vote Democrats. So these organizations kind of come around every now and again. A few people who don't really want to make a decision yeah. about anything because they want to go to nice parties. Mm-hmm. They support it and then
1: nothing, nothing ever changes. Maybe you're so. kind of nodding your no, head disagreement. No, no, I'm not. Listen, I'm, okay guys. Uh, Andrew Yang, Vanilla we had him on the podcast i'm like dude why do you say something it's boring yeah. listening to you right now so what <laughs> happened because yeah. you sound boring i don't know if yeah. you remember this or no yeah but we he'll give you yes. minimum wage yeah, to bored. sit there like, and listen so that's good say something you up at the to end and we're right, right? we gotta right. wrap up yeah. okay yeah. john Kasich, vanilla yeah. andrew yank vanilla mm-hmm. uh uh you go to any of these candidates that just want to say the right things you know to kind of mike pence right now is oh, that not only vanilla but it's also establishment language is what he's got Okay, so if you go to some of these names, the one thing with RFK that's very different and with Ross Perot that's very different, both of these guys are 100% true believers. Yes. They're not acting. There is no acting with RFK. RFK is like, this is who I am. Listen, as an environmental lawyer, this is the guy that if he's going to sue you, this is RFK if he sues you. You know who he is? You know how sometimes most lawyers, they want to sue you, what do they do? Lazy lawyers. What do lazy lawyers do? They set up a meeting, hey man, look, my client's got this, you're probably not going to get this, it's probably going to be three years over this, and they're going to say, why don't we settle this for two years, and a half a million dollars, and da, da, da. Yeah, That's yeah. what lazy lawyers do, and 90% of lawyers are lazy. They just want to settle behind closed doors. Then you have the 10%, then you have the 1%, then you have the .1% of the annoying lawyers. RFK is that annoying lawyer you don't want to go up against. And he exposed, found, how many hours do you think he spent writing that book to research everything he possibly can on Fauci? So the reason why I'm saying this, when a person put that much time, business owners, there's going to come a time when you run a company that you hit a breaking point. And this breaking point is the following. It's like playing poker. You know you're playing poker and you're like, all right, you're slow play you're like yeah 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 shit uh 50 you know river yeah i'll go again another one and then comes the river and you don't know if the guy hit it because you missed it but you got a nice decent pair but you don't know if the guy hit the river he got a flush or the straight or whatever maybe right you have to sit there and you got to be like you either like yeah i'm good i'm out or you're okay i'll call you mm-hmm. rfk is all in There is no going back with RFK. This is not a guy that's having somebody telling him what to tell the world. RFK doesn't have a marketing guy telling him, say this, say that, say this. He's such a true believer and fearless that he's telling you what he believes in, and he doesn't give a shit if you like it or not. He's exposing these guys. There is something very attractive. By the way, marketing isn't about, yeah, Tony Robbins, and you can do it. That's not marketing rfk with his voice but because he's going so deep in the way he exposes everybody that is a form of marketing and storytelling and exposing i think this guy is going to go the democrats are going to trash him i think the democrats haven't even started with the whole demonizing of addict heroin did you know this ex-wife i don't think they've even started yet Mm -hmm. like they're going to start in about six to twelve months watch when they start trashing rfk saying stuff that's so embarrassing they're just hanging on to that and they're going to make the call you know what he's going to say he's going to say go right ahead man you guys have played this on me for a long time he's not going to let him do that and then when behind closed doors he's by himself and he's not on the debate stage with biden and he's going to be by himself sitting there saying these mother you killed my dad you killed my uncle 28 years old I went through a 14 year of dealing with drugs because what you guys the establishment did to ruin my family and look what you've done now you've divided my own sisters publicly calling me out no problem watch I'm doing this now for my dad you guys killed I get the chills thinking about that fire you can't fabricate that fire when I look at RFK I see that fire It's very unique. It's not a, can you give me the 17 scripts on what to say to hit this point, hit this point. He's not that guy. This is a true believer. So this is why I believe for him, it would be a shame. And I'll say this, if he's watching this, it would be a shame if the Democrats don't give him the stage and the time to sell his times. Like, yeah, get out of here. Just why don't you step out like Hillary Clinton, step out of the way like Mm -hmm. they did to Bernie, Elizabeth Warren, all those other guys. It would be a shame if he didn't run as a third party. It would be a shame. If I'm a betting man, I would be so disappointed if RFK didn't run as a third party. I would be so so disappointed and surprised if he didn't eventually run as a third party. You have to. They're not going to give you the stage time, and your message has to be heard by everybody. There's a reason why you're doing so well. There's a reason why when you talk... He goes on a podcast, like, I'll go on, the, the way I get it, I'll go on YouTube, right? Um, so I'll say, all right, let me see how that guy did as an interviewee, as a guest, not interviewer, right? How do you do as a guest? Because some people are very good interviewers, mm-hmm. but they're not good guests. You can go on a guest, nobody wants to watch your podcast, because once they watch one or two of your videos, it's the same stories, they kind of know what you are. You can't give opinions on this, and this, and this, and go seven layers deep on finance, and six layers deep on politics, and family, and this, and, like, We already know what you stand for, it's done, right? And you go on YouTube, I'll go on Fox and I'll say, okay, DeSantis is on how many views? 160,000 views. Damn. 728,000 views. Man, Vivek was getting 30,000 views, then he was getting 40,000 views, now 280,000 views. Interesting. So RFK, 2.8 million, 2.2 million, 1.6 million and he talked about this and he talked about this guys it's so difficult to compete with a true believer and again if i am a betting man he's going to run as a third party all he's thinking about his dad and his uncle and the legacy of the men who came before him that they killed him the establishment killed his dad and his uncle two of his heroes they killed that doesn't go away that doesn't go away and sometimes in a family you know, it's like a crisis takes place. You don't know which of the guys. Like, you almost have to kill everybody in that family because that's going to stay. And they, kill, they didn't kill this guy. Sometimes you kill the wrong guy. And you're like, yeah, we have to be careful with that guy. Don't worry. That guy just wants the girls. Yeah. He just wants to be on cover magazines. That guy in the back that you didn't kill was the one that loved mom, dad, legacy more than anybody else. You screwed up. And guess what? 30 years later, wake-up call. He's been waiting for this moment. That's what I think.
2: I, I think the key part of what you're saying is, can he have that come to Jesus moment with the Democrat Party? Can he really fully realize? Not going to happen. What, when, when, no, no. I'm saying, can he have the moment where he realizes how evil it is and then makes the move that you're saying? Because, again, having just interviewed him, when I even when I talked to him about affirmative action, uh, he it was very clear to me. You know, because he was against the decision. So meaning he's for affirmative action, which to me is systemic racism. If you look at a bunch of people by their skin color and decide who can go to what college or get what job, et cetera. Which I disagree with. I I completely disagree. I made my feelings here. But but it was interesting listening to him rationalize it because he was using a lot of old Democrat logic, meaning, oh, well, I grew up in Jim Crow South and I know what it was like. He says all of that, gives you all of that. And I know that the Democrats were fighting for the black people and all that. And then when he gets us now to 2023, he's like, but, you know, you don't really solve uh, former discrimination with current discrimination. And I actually get your point, Dave, and I don't feel very strongly about this. So he's struggling. He's having that's his internal struggle that probably sits right next to everything that you just laid out there. I want to burn these MFers down. But I also still have these weird associations with the party that my father basically built. So that's a uh, He's one of the most that's dangerous. A challenge.
1: He is like when the Democrats go to sleep at night and they fear one person. If I were to put top three names on that list, one of them is RFK today. Yeah. They oh, yeah. can't stand him. They <clears throat> fear him. They're so annoyed by him. They, they hate the attention he's getting. They they hate the fact that he's loved. The one thing that all these guys can't get, he's getting. Why do they love him so much? I'm more important. Don't they realize I'm a president? He's not even a president. I'm the guy that made it to the top. Why do you guys love him more than I I'm Hillary Clinton. Why are you guys giving him so much attention? People are not realizing that. There's a big difference between those who planned on one day becoming a president, like a Hillary Clinton who, in the womb, her first ward when she came out, President, Emails. emperor, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, it's like, okay. And then no, this guy's like, no, man, I just want to be around my dad. I just want to be around my family. And don't and forget,
0: he is a Kennedy on the list of Democratic names of all time. You know, arguably you get Biden right down at the bottom. You got Obama. You got Clinton. Upper echelon, top of the list, Kennedy. And uh, the DNC does not want him making waves. Quick question, because you brought up the word voice and you just interviewed him. Yeah. It's a very simple question. No, he has a... What is the situation with his voice? You can
2: Google it. He has an actual medical condition yeah, that's, that's leading yeah. to yeah.
0: the issue. And, and believe
2: it or not, I, is it? I do think, you know, sometimes we talk about these sort of ephemeral issues or the things that you can't quite put your finger on. Whatever the condition that he has, I think we can find it here. Um, I actually do think that affects a certain amount of people's ability to listen to him. It's, it's an unfortunate piece. Oh, but, it does, yeah. Dave. People are, like, um, asking what's going on with his voice. Oh, I guess it's a neurological. Oh, dysphonia, I think it's called. Well, P.B.D., yeah.
0: how many times have you interviewed RFK?
2: Multiple times.
0: Right, and you speak yeah. to him on the phone. So what's your take on the situation? Medical condition, and that's pretty
1: much it? <laughs> listen, let me, let me explain to you how life works and how weird these things are, Okay. I went to an event in November of 2003. I was in Pasadena. Billy Graham is speaking. And this is the phase where I'm kind of struggling with, you know, faith and all this stuff. I'm an atheist, but I'm Christian, and I'm kind of like, you know, I take this girl who's a Persian. She's with UNICEF and UCLA Girl, and I'm taking all these guys. We're sitting there. This is how Billy Graham spoke. And today, we are here, 100,000 of us, at the Oh, Pasadena, Rose Bowl. And he's talking like this, okay? He says, I only have one message for you. And one person says, in the side, starts screaming, you're the Antichrist, you're this, you're the devil, you're this. And everybody gets upset. He says, let him say everything he wants to say. For five minutes, he doesn't say anything. Mm. And he lets this person rant, okay? let this person rant. And he says, all I have to tell you is God loves you. Do you know when he was speaking like that? Adam, the entire... St- you know how it was? It was like this. Why are you moving? Oh, stop opening the chips. Oh, I can't wow. hear the guy. Stop. Dude, sit down. Can you... Shh, shh. We were all like, 100,000 people at Rose Bowl. I went every single day to watch him for four days except wow. for one day because I was doing the training on Saturday morning. And I watched this man. He didn't have energy. He walked up in a walker and you know, you're just listening to this guy, but what you felt 100% was a man's conviction. Dude, conviction communicates in ways that a great motivational speech written by the greatest motivational speakers, double-checked by Chad, GBT and everybody else, it'll never resonate with people. What RFK has, that very few of these people have, is conviction, and that's what you and I feel. When we watch him speak, we feel the conviction. It's very unique. And, and there's a reason why it's resonating It's creative momentum. So for me, as a guy that's interviewed him and talked to him multiple times, and people would say this stuff about his voice, sometimes people like that, they're like more like, "Wow, did he just?" "Oh, wow!" Oh, wow. I, I actually, I would have said this three years ago. It's an issue. I don't think it's an issue today this much. So not
2: on the marketing side of no, it. I don't. But what, what do you feel? So for the things that you differ with him, probably abortion, probably affirmative action. Oh, guys. Definitely some economics. I don't up. want to make so, it
1: seem like he's my candidate. Right,
2: right, right. right. You, you, was, you know, yeah, I'm not sitting here asking. telling you
1: that. Yeah. yeah, no, not at all. I, I don't agree with him with affirmative action. I don't yeah. agree with him with, you know, uh, uh, other areas politically. All yeah. I'm saying, what I respect about him You know, the old Bernie Sanders. I respect it about Bernie because Bernie really believed in what he was talking about when he was going against anti-establishment until all of a sudden they scared the crap out of him and he stepped out. I don't think you can do to him what you did to Bernie. I don't think you can do that to him. I just don't. You know, in life, when you go through, when you've lived a hard life, everybody has lived a little bit of a hard life. But some people have really lived a hard life. And there's, you know how they say, there's level to, You level. Know, I, I made $100,000 last year. Great, bro. I made a $1 million last year. Great. You go walk into a room with a bunch of decamillionaires at a country club. I made $10.2 million. Oh, my God. That guy walks into a room. I made $117 million. Oh, my God. $170 million guy goes into a billionaire. I'm a billionaire. Oh, shoot. The billionaire goes into the Deca, I'm a 12 billion, mm. the 12 billion goes to Elon Musk, mm. and then Elon Musk goes to Putin or a couple of the oil guys, he's like, <laughs> oh shit, I don't have oil money, right? But the point is, there's also levels to pain. Think about the biggest pains you can experience in life. You know what happens to a man that has experienced that? You have a man like Teddy Roosevelt. You lose a kid, you lose a wife. You lose the people you love. You lose troops, peers, best friends. Bro, you've been broken so many fucking times. Like, you just like throw whatever the hell you want to throw at me. That's where I'm freaking at. I'm not afraid of you. Mm -hmm. Throw any shit you want to throw at me. You can't break me. I may be wrong, but as a guy that gets paid to read people, this is my job for the last 23 years as a person that's ran a sales organ. I have to read whether you're full of shit, whether you're going to do the work or not. That's what I get paid. In the industry, I'm a part of. I get a feeling RFK is as real as it gets. And, uh, uh, you know, we have this one uh, misconception uh, about marriage, relationship, friendships, candidates that we have to agree with 100% of what this person believes in. Uh, uh, I think that's a naive way of thinking. I think that's an elitist way of thinking. I think that's an arrogant way of thinking. You and I don't agree on everything in life. But, dude, I love you. Yeah. I, I love spending time with you. I actually truly when I see you, I sincerely get happy when I see yeah, you. I'm like, I like yeah. this guy, right? We don't agree Same on way. everything, but I like your company. Like, I have a lot of people around me that's like that. I'm still working on you. you, you know? No, no, okay. you, you no. Know, we'll get me, you there. Don't worry I, about that. A, keep <laughs> going give, us, Dave. give us a couple yeah, years. We'll yeah. baptize I you as well. Trust me. You know. <laughs> Just hang around, Dave. We're pretty good at persuading people. But the, the point I'm making here is I don't need to agree with 100% of what RFK says. I don't need to agree with 100% of what Trump does or DeSantis does or any of these guys. What I am against is manipulation yeah i don't feel manipulation with rfk what i am against is the dark ent- uh, the establishment stuff i don't feel that with him so if you're sincerely wanting to go at bat with me and we're competing but you're sincere about it i actually respect you but if you have dark vibes well, you're that- not gonna have problems i don't get that feeling from rfk at well all.
2: i i completely agree with that and i Definitely feel the same way about you on a, on a personal note, but I can tell you by after doing the hour with him, even though we have those disagreements, I didn't discuss those disagreements with my team at all. It was like those, those things do not matter. The heart, the, the spirit of what you're talking about, that's the thing that matters with him. That's the zeitgeist thing that, again, I think we're talking about how DeSantis doesn't have that, at least as of yet. And those things are, you know, you got to figure out how to deal with those two things. And, and you also have to figure out, what again, the two questions that I said at the beginning. Yeah. Do you rough in terms of who you're going to vote for, do you roughly agree with this guy on the policy stuff? And do you think he can do it? That's separate than what you're talking about on, on like, the purely yeah. spiritual mission that he's. sees. But RFK be, uh,
0: has a secret weapon. I don't know if you know this. Do you know who his wife is now? Yeah. He's married to... Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm's wife,
2: Cheryl Hines. Yeah. So
0: there's a marketing guru behind the scenes pulling some strings. Yeah, I don't know about that. I,
1: I, I don't <laughs> no, what do you mean? That. That's his wife. No, but, no I, I understand that's his wife. But you know, DeSantis has got Casey, and but trust me, Casey's a. I would put Casey as number one. I don't. I don't put anybody ahead of Casey. I'm not. When we, when I watch Casey, I'm watching. and I'm like, oh my God, you have my vote. Who are you as a first lady? Full-blown qualities, communication of yep. being somebody that I believed her. There was not. I'm like, I like this girl, and she looks like Jackie Kennedy. Yeah. I yeah. mean,
2: Find a picture of her in one of those outfits that she wears, like at inauguration, and then compare that to I, a, I told a Casey Jackie DeSantis Kennedy DeSantis picture. Yeah. To
0: her face when we all met, I said you should speak yeah. as much as possible. <laughs> By the way, I wasn't speaking about RFK's wife. I'm talking about Larry David.
1: Yeah. No, I get in his that. Corner. Well, oh, you, know, you know, does who's he have Biden's? Larry
0: David in his corner?
2: Of course, I guess. you know, no, you know, I who's Biden's campaign manager? Sure?
1: You know, who's Biden's campaign manager? Hunter. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, that's his. Uh, the, the, I don't know who's the president of the CNN. Do you know who's playing the role? It's Katzenberg. Katzenberg is a guy that's behind closed doors. Is essentially like the campaign manager that's doing all this stuff. Well, why wasn't Biden here? We don't think he needs to right now. We think it's too early. We don't think we need to use our money and our resources. We what, had a record. Katzenberg, the, the Katzenberg. The Katzenberg. Jeffrey, Jeffrey. The producer? Yes.
0: Movie producer? Yes. If you well, can
1: Google yeah. this, I, I think it's the same Katzenberg. I, well, if he
0: produced let me, Weekend at Bernie's, he's going to do the Weekend at Bernie's. Just put Katzenberg, this time around put Katzenberg with Joe put Biden.
1: Biden. Just put those together, okay? Put Katzenberg, Biden, zoom in, any of the stories, okay? Biden's age yeah, this is, is the new superpower meme. in 2024. Katzen, Katzenberg, Katzenberg yeah, is the right. guy, the ex-CEO, deep China, wife ties, donates $1.7 million. Yep. Anyways, let me say the last thing about, Chip, uh, Chip. Uh, about DeSantis. Let me say the last thing about DeSantis. I think, oh, man. So, okay, you know, you mentor different people and you, you see certain things about them. You know your insecurities. I know my insecurities. Lord, Most oh. people have insecurities. Some try to hide it. Some are very good at permanently hiding it. And then some people are like, this is my insecurity. Like, we you know, Adam came and he says, hey, Charlie, you got a big head? He says, no, I have a big head. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, 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 right. I actually have a very big head, right?
0: No, <laughs> no I, I said, out. your head looks a lot smaller. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've lost Great opening line. Great opening line. That big head just but went down. you know
1: what? Yeah. Here's a question for yeah. you. Here's a question for you. Here's a question for you. Who do you think in life has made the least amount of mistakes? Watch this question. Hmm. In life, who's made the fewest amount of dumb decisions in his life? RFK, Trump, Biden, DeSantis, Pence? Who do you think's made the fewest mistakes? DeSantis by, by far. Say, yeah, DeSantis. By far, DeSantis yeah. That's the yes. problem. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Why is that a problem?
0: What an interesting point. You right ever met Other people, than he's much younger. Dude, let me tell you. No, no,
1: that's not it. That's got nothing to do with it. RFK, uh, uh, Vivek is super young. It's not, it's not. The, Vivek, I think is 38. I don't know right, how old yeah, Vivek is. 38 yeah, or 39 that. years old. It's got nothing it's to do insane. with age. This has got to do with who's made the fewest mistakes is DeSantis. Do you know nobody puts more pressure on DeSantis than himself? I don't know the dynamics of how he was raised with mom and dad. We all like to keep a little bit of it as a secret. You know, even in the book Joseph Kennedy I'm reading, Joseph Kennedy doesn't want to reveal a lot about his relationship with his mom and dad. He just doesn't want to be because he wants to identify as I made my own money. He didn't want to give that credit to his parents. When I watch DeSantis, I almost feel like his entire life he's been, nope, I can't kiss that girl because people are going to say this. Nope, I can't punch that guy in the face because they're going to say this. Nope, I can't do this because this. Nope, I can't say that because of, nope, I can't read this because one day if I ever run and they find out I wrote this paper on my graduate they're going to say this. I think he's that guy. And I think he needs to have a one-on-one conversation with himself and say, listen, man, it's okay to make mistakes, bro. All these candidates have made more mistakes than you. America doesn't relate to perfect people. America relates to broken people. America relates to people who have made mistakes. America relates to people that are not perfect. He is too perfect. Did did you
2: happen to see the video during COVID when he actually broke down crying, when he was explaining that they had locked down those people and people didn't get to say goodbye to their parents? Yes. I think that's the moment that you're looking for. You're looking for that sort of honesty it's interesting because i'm with Uh, you on that but but to to another extent this this also strikes me sort of like the marketing thing we're we're holding something against the guy like we're sort of saying he's too functional in a way and i I, and and that to me strikes me a bit as oh he's accomplishing too many of the things we want he's too functional he does it he doesn't make these crazy mistakes he doesn't have the sloppy errors on the side no i no, i know that's not exactly what you're saying but but in terms of what we're going to vote for ultimately, like we've got a guy that really has the package. I think, I agree with you that there is a vulnerability that maybe we should see a little bit more, a certain raw passion we should see a little bit more. And that's why I think that
1: moment that I well, just I, referenced was, was I, a good one. I, I know, I, I, actually, I actually think this is Ron has got to go away. I don't know how many times in my life. You want to do ayahuasca. That's where No, this not going. ayahuasca. <laughs> no, 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 Ron, if you're looking for Ron, a partner, Ron, like, Ron, help you out, buddy. No, no. I, I, but let me tell you, a lot of times I would say, Jen, I'll see you at dinner. I'm staying at the Four Seasons. I got to go think. And you would come into my room, and there was all these, uh, you know, these big papers that you write on, but yeah. I like the ones with the tape in the back where you yeah, can tape yeah, against yeah. the wall. You would come into my room, and there's like 60 of them against the wall. Here's what I'm gonna do with this part with my Tico. I'm gonna do this to raise him this way. Here's what my plan is with Dylan this way. Here's what I want to do with this company. This is what I want to do with this part of my health. I don't like my weight. I'm at 258. Can't stand it. Here's what I want to do with my marriage. This is what I want to do with God. This is what I want to do with my finances. This is what I want to do with my investments. And everything is how to get there, right? But the most important part when I did these exercises and I got away from everybody, including my wife. I don't want anything. You can get a hold of me. The only person that can get a hold of me is my wife. I'm in my room. Trust me. Call me, I'm right here, right? Phone is off. Everything's gone. I would go in the sauna, and I would sit there, and for two hours, I'm in the sauna, jacuzzi, all this stuff, and I'm just thinking, what do you want to do next? What are you doing this for? Why do you need to make the next move? Why do we need to go to the next level? You versus you, PBD. Nobody exists. This has to matter to you. Why? 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 Every time, if I got to the moment where I'm breaking down by myself, I always came out with better moves.
3: Hmm.
1: This guy needs to take a break from everybody. Get away for two days. It's not a long time. Take a Saturday and a Sunday in Jacksonville. Get in a car. You can't go to a hotel. So you've got to kind of figure out a way to go to a place that nobody can be. Security, everybody can be outside. You need to be away from everybody. And you need to have a conversation with you. One time on a flight back from Chicago, I took a notepad and I wrote down why I'm afraid of getting married and why I don't want to get married. I have that paper till today. I bring it back. I put it in my Samsonite. And I'm just writing. Well, because of this happened, this, because of this, because of that, because of this, because of that. Finally, I'm like, you know what? I'm good. Let's roll. Now, you ain't going to get perfect, but let's roll and see what happens with it, okay? I had to go through that moment in a plane. I'm like sitting like this because I don't want anybody to see me. I don't think this is a, let's try to change Ron. I don't think this is a, mm-hmm. hey, Ron, you better say these 17 phrases. I don't think this is, you know, go give these 19, okay, all that stuff is the how-to. I think the why-to is, why do you give a shit so much? Go back and see you're a good guy. You're doing the right things. You ain't perfect. Like this whole thing of walking on extras around yourself, it's got to kind of stop. Like go play ball and you may lose. All good. Or you may win. All good. But the way you're going right now, what you're doing, I think you're going back to being so afraid of what are people going to say if I say this or write this or do that, and it's holding you back. Anyways. Uh, we can go to the next. I'll give you the final thoughts here before we move away from DeSantis. If no, no. Listen, you're
2: you're talking about something existential, something ephemeral, and and something that captures that zeitgeist thing that I think is right. You're, you're, you're doing like a Jordan Peterson move on him that I think probably would translate into something that he wants, which ultimately is, is to become president, right? To win this thing right. and, and yeah. do it. So I, I actually don't disagree with that. I yeah. don't disagree with that. And also, it's just a matter of, I think we all have to accept that, you know, we might sit here as relatively functional people and be like, boy, I just want the guy who's the best. I don't need all the magic tricks. I don't need all the viralness. I don't need all of those things. A certain amount of people do. A certain amount of people do, whether we like it or not. So if that's a piece that seems to be missing, you're obviously not the only person saying it. I, I, I actually don't,
1: uh, I actually do agree with that. Fantastic. Well, uh. we're going to go to the next topic. I want to show a couple of the clips of what happened with Pence's last day of running for office. And Asa Hutchinson. <laughs> last on day being in to, business, to, to yeah. But again, guys, we're about to announce at the end of this year, the first town hall we're doing in this building. That'll happen on August 4th, uh, and the tickets are going to sell out the moment. We, especially the VIP ones where you're going to meet the candidate and go in the back with the cigar lounge. And this person's actually wanting to go to the cigar lounge and meet many of you. Text the word podcast to 310-340-1132. Once again, 310-340-1132. We'll send a link the moment I announce it at the end of the podcast. So can you play this clip? Tucker Carlson, okay? Tucker Carlson, a uh, uh, conversation that's been coming up with him on... At, at, uh, I asked everybody at Turning Point USA who went there, and I'm asking different guys to so tell me, who were the stars of the best messages they gave, right? Who were the stars? Some say, obviously, Trump. Then they say Ronald, uh, 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 what, what is his name, Byron. the gentleman, Byron. Byron. Oh, Byron, Byron Donalds. Daniels! Byron. He, no,
2: Donalds, Donalds. Byron Donalds. Byron Donalds, Byron Donalds. Yeah,
1: crushed it right. from oh, Southwest forgive Florida. Forgive me for not knowing no, his name. No, I know who I this guy is. I know, I know who he is. A oh, no, he's, a, he's a congressman Monster. from Fort
2: Myers area. The guy, the guy, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah hey, how do you feel about all
1: the ladies were waving you kisses? He says that's great, but the only one that I'll receive and kiss back is my wife. He's he's a very good communicator. He's got charm. Seen him before. I heard Trump. I heard Tucker. I heard him. I heard Kirk. Were the best speakers, but a lot of people said, Tucker kind of stole the show as well. Tucker Tuck, was yeah, amazing. Tucker yeah. kind of stole the, the show. Fly, what it, I heard yeah. from a lot of people. But before that event at The Blaze, here's what happened when he asked a very friendly question of a uh, uh, of a man named Mike Pence. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. He was a former <laughs> vice president. Flies here's what that. happened here. If you can play this, Rob, go for it.
3: Along the way, the Biden administration has been slow in providing military support. Make no mistake about this. We promised them 33 Abrams tanks in January. I heard again two weeks ago in Ukraine. They still don't have them. We've been telling them we'll train their F-16 pilots, but now they're saying maybe January we'll let somebody transfer some jets. I'm sorry, Mr. Vice President, have you, I know you're running for president.
4: You are are distressed that the Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks Every city in the United States has become much worse over the past three years. Drive around. There's not one city that's gotten better in the United States. He's not even making eye contact, Dave. No No eye contact. Look. The suicide rate has jumped. Public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased, and yet...
3: Okay, I think Jimmy. Like, like, that, that's the epitome of
0: that's I, got that, to have. I, none of that makes sense to me. I, well, there's well, so
3: much stupidity it's there. Not it's your a, concern,
0: but your
2: concern. But uh, we, we did a Marge Simpson reference. I mean, he comes off as a 1994 Simpsons ex- Republican, <laughs> right? Like the caricature at the at the castle yeah. with the lightning, sitting with Mr. Burns. Yeah, as, that's one thing. Uh, the other thing, this idea that he's he's upset with Biden because we promised him 33 Abrams tanks in January. We didn't, if let's say we gave him 66 we doubled it does anyone think the war would be going any differently oh it's just complete nonsense and then the mm-hmm. line that's not my concern i actually i will give him a little bit of a leash on that because i think he just actually because he's such a robot i i don't think he meant it that way like i'm not concerned about america i think he meant i'm not concerned the way you're framing this okay, question uh, but, yeah. but adam you brought up a great point when tucker says all the cities in america are crumbling miami is not crumbling plenty of cities yeah. in florida are not crumbling. And, and Nashville is not crumbling. I mean, yeah. there are some cities that not aren't.
0: every here. city in America is doing worse.
2: No, certain but the, the, the ones that are doing now, well all happen to be Yeah, Of course. Well,
3: it does yeah, make yeah. me happy seeing that, though, Dave, and, and, and loving that Americans are just done with that. Yeah, there's- Carbon th- cutout, his hair, it's just, mind you, he's not making any eye contact. He's just looking in the audience like, like he's getting votes. It's like, bro, I, people do you guys are done think with he's,
2: What do you think he's doing? Because he was—is this just purely to do a little cleanup job on the association with Trump? That he's like, I'll try it so that maybe I'll be remembered for that instead of the Trump thing. Like, what? Do you know one person that's supporting him? One person that even thinks
1: he should be running? He's—he got half the votes Tim Scott got on that one poll that we ran. No, he's done. I think I asked the same question with Chris Christie. Like, what is Chris Christie and him doing? You're not going to win. So. What job are you trying to get? Are you trying to get a job on what? Biden administration? Or or is it, you know, we can go to the dark side, which the dark side is what? Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, Mr. Pence, who has lived a perfect life, these are three things we know about you that we found on how you searched Mm -hmm. for Google. And you searched on this on that day, and you did this, and you did that. Mm -hmm. Just want to let you know, you better respect, or else this is going to be released. And when it does, your grandkids are always going to look at daddy as a perv, and they're going to... I don't, I'm not saying this is the truth or right, not. Right, right, right. The yeah. only reason a person sounds like this, be, look, at, look at the look on his face right there. Look at that. <laughs> like, the only look, person a you. person talks like you. this is because they're scared and they're trying to prevent something from happening. You can't suddenly flip like this. Look, Scottie Pippen writes his book that flops. <laughs> yeah. In the interview, they asked him, and they said, so how do you want to remember this? Do you remember his answer? I don't. He says, I want to be remembered as the greatest of all time. <laughs> Did you hear what he said? I want to be remembered as the greatest of all time. By the way, Scottie Pippen is a top 50 of all time. Yeah. yeah, okay? yeah.
3: Top 50. But he's yeah. not a
1: greatest of all time. Yeah. Mike Pence is not a top 1,000 or yeah. 500 in that space. Okay? He's a good guy. He's a good man. He's a good husband. He's done very good with his family. But he's, he can't say, I want to be the president and out to Trump. No, you're not that guy. So the motive behind it is kind of funky, where he's a role player to disrupt mm-hmm. and kind of mess up somebody that's ahead of him. He's a pawn that's being used by somebody. Because aside from that, what are you running for? Yeah. What are you running for? There's nothing legacy-wise that looks good unless if you believe that insurrection. I saw a video the other day that showed the following. It shows the video of you know, the, the CNN guy is doing the interview, and he's shown in the back. There's fires.
3: Yeah, mostly peaceful fires. protests. It's mostly, a, a, mostly a, peaceful. Mostly a peaceful protests. Churches on just, fire you know, behind. Nothing to, see here. Nothing to see peaceful here. Peaceful
1: men and women out here. Yeah. They're just upset. And you see January 6th. They're standing in front of. This is an insurrection. Yeah. This, is, these guys. This. Yeah. Okay. Flamboyant. You're selling all this stuff. And Pence, kind of weird. For me, Chris Christie, I can understand it because Chris Christie, I actually understand Chris Christie more than I understand Pence. Chris Christie is kind of trying to protect his legacy to go and say that was a good recommendation with chris ray i actually think chris ray's done a good job so he's defending the recommendations he made and chris christie you know probably is envious i think chris christie's more the envious guy you yeah. know uh, my concern with him i think he's a topic i'd love to have him on the podcast but it's very hard if, if you want to control the national debt that's ballooned but you have a hard time controlling your own national debt in your body. You know, you got to first cut off some of that debt of there's whatever a, you're there's eating. There's a legit optical yeah.
2: issue there. Yeah, the so, so for me, optical issue. I actually understand uh-huh, Chris Christie's
1: it. fight. I don't understand Pence's fight at all. And by the way, watch what he did with Asa. You want to play the clip with Asa? Ugh. Asa's question with COVID was like, game over in 15 seconds. Yeah. This thing didn't last that long. This is a 20-second clip. He has that haircut, too. Watch this.
4: The powers that government did usurp... Uh, over the past several years is, is the right to decide what medicine you take in the form of, of COVID mandates. Um, how did you feel about that? And how many COVID shots did you take? And how do you feel about it now, in retrospect? How many COVID shots did you take? Zero. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Zero.
3: But, but I... Just... Look, No hesitation. Look,
2: he's not really running. It's a complete farce. I don't think we have to waste two brain cells on Asa Hutchinson. There's (laughs) an interesting thing here with Tucker, though, because, you know, asking someone their personal medical history is a bit of a slimy move. I like Tucker as much as you do. Uh, I was on air at the height of COVID on Fox LA TV with Gloria Allred. You know, Gloria Mm -hmm. Allred, famous civil rights attorney, Gloria Allred. And she asked me on air on live TV if I had been vaccinated. And I said, when was the last time you got laid? Because those questions questions
1: were equally. (laughs) That was a great question you asked. Yeah, that's that's the moment right there. Yeah, (laughs) you have to play this. It's so good. Watch this here.
2: Yes, children could transmit the disease, although they rarely do. But the parents are all vaccinated if they're good, decent citizens. So I, I don't really understand the connection, actually.
0: Are you a good, decent citizen? Or are you vaccinated?
2: It's nobody's business whether I'm uh-huh. vaccinated. That's like me okay. asking you the last time you got laid. I mean, it's just... Your <laughs> all right, so, you know, what's really relevant Beautiful. is that it's one
0: thing, if I, you have the right my, my to medical, choose...
2: My your, medical history wait, I mean, I just, is not I, your yeah, business, let, nor yours is mine. Let, let Clary finish. you know what's so crazy about that clip that woman is a civil rights attorney she's a legendary civil rights attorney the idea that she would go on a television show and ask somebody their medical history is so insane and then and then actually try to coerce me and the viewers into doing something that turned out to be complete nonsense by the way when i was saying good and decent citizen i was obviously being sarcastic uh but the point is that tucker asking him that was was I think there's something to think about there. If we want to really go down that road and I'm, I'm not vaxxed and is what it is. Um, but the other thing is, you know, Tucker never said it until then, which I thought was interesting because he was on Fox for, you know, basically two years post mandates and all that nonsense. And it would have been interesting had he said it when he was there or said, I can't get into the building because I'm not vaxxed. I'm actually, that's not a judgment call on Tucker. I think, you know, everyone has their own calculations, but he, he obviously was waiting for this
1: moment for so, quite some time. So let me, time. me ask this question here. Let me ask this question here. So what is, what is, uh, uh, what's Tucker's fight? Okay. So uh, 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 there's, a, there's a few ways to look at this, right, on what Tucker wants to do. And uh, uh, everybody gives a different answer. Oh, I think he's trying to do this. He's trying to He's definitely not doing this. He's definitely not doing that, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So a lot of guys, like if you think about the lineage of what makes for a great president, is it former military Is that what makes for a great president or those days are 40 years behind us? It's no longer about the military. Is it a great uh, uh, um, media person who is a, you know, a, a celebrity like a Arnold or a Trump? Like, is that what it is? Is, is it a journalist, like a writer, you know, or Churchill, or Netanyahu, somebody that's kind of been in that space where you kind of know every th- story that's been going on for 10, 20, 30 years? A businessman. <laughs> a, a, a businessman is another one because right. media could be different than a businessman, like Arnold is a businessman. Uh, Jamie Dimon. Jamie Dimon, you know, Trump guys like that. What is the best one? So, so Tucker, is Tucker a great king? Is he a king maker? Is he a talent? Is he a person that is helping out a candidate today because in 2028 he's going to all of a sudden announce that he's running and he's going to become a two-term president? Does he want to go out there and be a media mogul billionaire Rupert Murdoch? Does he want to be a Roger L's kingmaker? maker? Does he want to be a Rush Limbaugh replace all of that times 10? What do you think Tucker's uh, next play is?
2: uh, What's your policy on the F-bomb on the podcast? No, no, you're good. It's it's totally fine. Because I'll tell
1: you, I'll give you an exact quote from Tucker.
2: The first time Tucker came to my house was in my studio when I lived in Sherman Oaks in L.A. And I had my studio in my garage. And it was very early on of anyone actually being independent, building their own studio, all, all of the stuff that you've now done. He walks into my house, opens the door to the garage. I'm sitting on set already. Opens the door. And this is exactly what he said. He said, holy fucking shit, you did it, man. (laughs) Meaning I had built a television quality, broadcast quality studio in my garage. It blew his mind. He then mm. wrote in the book. He wrote. He wrote. You're doing it for all the suckers like me who are getting a paycheck for someone wow, else. Wow. So, Ruben. so I'll tell you this. I think there's two two things there. On the micro level, on the micro level, his his most his biggest desire right now is, I think, to build some sort of network, be the the new independent voice. Really, do what we are doing. Really, I think he sees that as the future. I think he's now incredibly angry at Fox. Obviously, I, I know he's not. He seems very at peace personally, but I mean, there's, there's gonna be a vengeance level there. He wants to build new media. And then there may be a political play beyond that. I actually don't really sense that from him. I think he senses probably like you sense when people say to you, why don't you run for president? Or when they say to me, why don't you run for governor? It's like, I think there's a way we can affect things in a bigger way from the outside and still maintain our dignity and, and our good lifestyles and all of those things. I think he's really into that. I think he's happy driving his little golf cart around his little island in Florida and all of those things. So I don't see the political part, but I do see the media empire part. And to really, he loves ideas, to shape what the discourse, especially on the right, will be culturally. I I think that's his thing. Well, I mean, the
1: story came out, the fact that, uh, what what page is that on, Rob? The story came out about him raising money. There it is. Uh, uh, Reuters, Tucker Carlson to create a new media company, well, Wall Street Journal reports. Uh, this is on page 12, uh, uh, and I think they're raising $100 million. Uh, uh, former Fox News host Tucker Carlson and former White House advisor Neil Patel are looking to raise funds to start a new media company that could potentially be anchored on Twitter. The Wall Street Journal report on Friday the duo is looking to raise hundreds of millions of dollars to fund the company. The report said, citing people familiar with the matter, the company would be anchored by longer versions of the free videos that Carlson has been posting regularly on Elon Musk's Twitter since his departure from Fox News, but would ultimately be driven by subscription. According to the report, Carlson and Fox News agreed to part ways in April after the whole $787 million, uh, million dollar lawsuit with uh, the Dominion voting system by airing false allegation, rigging claims, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, and then, at the same time, Insider comes out with a story talking about the number of views for Tucker Carlson's new show on Twitter has dropped by 86% since its launch. Okay? Uh, Tucker Carlson's new show on Twitter... Uh, has experienced a staggering eighty-six percent decline in video since its launch in June. The latest episode, garnered three point eight million views compared to the impressive twenty-six million views on the first episode. The drop in Carlson's viewership on Twitter coincides with the overall decline of the platform. <laughs> Twitter adv- advertising sales plummeted by fifty-nine percent recently, partly attributed to an increase in hate speech. Additionally, Twitter faces <laughs> Twitter faces a competition from Meta's Threads, which gained over thirty million downloads in its first day and received a cease. And this is a letter from Elon Musk's attorney alleging employee poaching and copying. So, two questions. One. <laughs> There's a lot of nonsense well, there. Listen, <laughs> react yeah. to all of it. React to yeah, all of it. On, yeah, yeah. on one, them raising money with Neil yeah. Patel. And two, what insider's saying about his viewership dropping.
2: Uh, well, let's do the viewership thing first. Uh, one, one thing you didn't mention there that it says in the article is that Twitter right now counts a view as two seconds of view time. You would never for your podcast count that as a view. When and they
1: change it in May, by the way, to right. be fair. They so, change there's, it in May. so
2: there's some question as to what Twitter is doing on the numbers side because the numbers don't quite make sense. When he gets 50 million views, it's like, well, does that mean someone just literally scrolled huh. past it on their phone, happened to pick up a drink at that moment, so their phone stopped and now that counts as a view. So there is some legitimate questions in terms of what's actually a view and how much how much that's actually worth. You know, even if you if you do an hour-long Showing someone only watches a minute, did they even see an ad? Is there, you know, is there a way to sell that? All of those things. Uh, this concept that there's somehow more hate speech on Twitter <laughs> is sort of absurd because as the Supreme Court has decided, there's no such thing as hate speech and actually Twitter is a lot freer now. So if you want to be in a curated silenced silo, you should go to threads, uh, but also you guys probably saw Thread's usage is down by about a quarter in a week. And Zuckerberg hasn't even posted on the freaking thing in a week. So there's a a lot of stuff there. But yes, on on the media side, I think he would love to build what we've built on
1: steroids. I think that's the direction. How successful do you think he's going to be? How big do you think it'll be? He'll have
2: unbelievable access to money. He'll have unbelievable access to talent. I think he has the cultural zeitgeist. He gets what's going on on the right. Um, he also seems in a really good place, sort of mentally and spiritually and philosophically. So I think there's, I think there's kind of endless upside there.
1: Rob, I'm text. Tech- by the way, I'm not uh, insulting you by looking at my phone. I'm just trying to get this one because my phone, uh, iPad, all of a sudden started updating. I'm trying to send you these two pictures to show on threats because he did say something about threats that people need to see. Uh, Rob, I just send it to you here. Here's a couple things I'll say about the whole numbers dropping off, et cetera, et cetera. Well, first of all. He hadn't spoken for a couple months, whatever the timeline was. Then his first video came out. Mm-hmm. Of course, the first video is gonna be right. an unfair expectation that every episode's gonna do what the first one's gonna do. That's not how stuff works out. You know, you, you have to be very realistic about that. The first one's gonna be four to five times bigger than anything else you do, and it goes back to the normal uh, numbers that people do. I'm willing to bet uh, out of people who watched the first episode, uh, if I were to ask a thousand Tucker fans, if you watch the first episode, and how many have you watched all the episodes after that, I'm willing to bet 90% is going to say I watched the first one, but I've probably only seen one or two other after the next one. That's natural. That's right. normal. That's going right. to happen. But, you know, it's it's great when people want to go after a guy they fear as yeah, much as what's they going do on with here. Tucker being, you know, it, it Rogan's the goat in the podcasting space. Tucker is the goat in the... Mainstream, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's a different kind of a model of a of business. But he's also proven that I don't, you know, he can do the model of Fox. He can also do this. And even his style of the show, you know, he's reading and he wrote it himself yep. when he's going to, you know, people may be helping him out, but it's him saying it, him writing it. But when you also see him when he gave a speech, you know, and he's very animated and he's like loose and he's like, you almost feel like he, you know, it's like. I feel like the handcuffs and shackles are yeah. off oh, of yeah. you know, what he can and can't say, and he's letting it rip doing what he's doing. But uh, it's going to be exciting to see what this guy's going to be doing. Rob, I don't know if you have the two different data. I want you to see this, you know, what's happened to them. This is Threads versus Twitter. There was a day where everybody was like, oh, my God, I love Threads. I can't stand Twitter. I'm off. I'm going to go black as Threads. So take a look at this. Shit. Boom! Threads is ahead of Twitter. For how long? Half a second. And then all of a sudden, where does it go? Boom. It's trending mm-hmm. in a bad way, and it's forgotten. I go to the next one. Uh, I send you two of them, and this is the other one as well. Look what's happened there. It's pretty much done. I've sent two things on threads just to see what it looked uh, look like yeah. and how it's done. And then it's going back, to, back Twitter. to Twitter.
2: By the way, there's a couple things here with threads, because, you know, threads, first off, if you were to do a Google search on the, the mainstream media hits, if you just check threads, right, like they are loving threads, right? They want everyone to know that the celebrities yeah. are moving, to the thread's yeah. blown up. Yep. It's all great. If you just do a news search, it's all going to be good. There might be one or two things about now how Zuck is using it a little bit less, uh, but everything will basically be positive. Then if you do a Google news search on Twitter, it's all negative. It's always Elon did this, hate speech, this, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So all that. But the, the bigger idea with Threads is that what in the world would you have to be thinking to go to a, to follow Mark Zuckerberg, the guy who admitted that he was working with the government to censor people during COVID? He's now saying to everybody, hey, I am creating a censorship mm-hmm. style Twitter. Please yep. follow me to that. And, and apparently 100 million people followed him and then very quickly got bored of it. But the very concept that you would that you would build a new tech company, a new product, an app, based in censorship, and that a crazy amount of people actually want to follow you to that world. I mean, that's a very reverse Matrix red pill situation I'll, I'll there. Give like a real He's doling life ex- out blue oh,
0: pills and people are going, yes, I'd like another. <laughs> I'll give a real life example that's just basically reaffirming what you guys are saying. So... I used to be the nightlife business. So you can substitute restaurant for it or, or pretty much anything. The, the blue line is the, your, your venue, your established nightlife club, your restaurant, whatever. Oh, there's a new restaurant down the block. They're going to open up. They're going to kick your ass. Opening night, there's a line out the block. It's yeah. like what we would say in nightlife is talk to me in a year. Is the club still even going to be there? Because it's all about sustainability. And look, opening night, they killed it. Everyone's talking about threads. A week later, nobody's talking about Threads. Mm-hmm. Now talk to me in a year. So let's see if that club's still open. It's that.
1: not easy. This game is not easy. I mean, right. listen, uh, uh, Threads is the new Google+, Plus, is what it is. <laughs> the, the, the number one website you and I go to to search things is Google, and they try to create a social media company, and when's the last time you thought about Google+, Plus? Actually, when is the last no. time you logged on to go to Google Plus? Does it even exist? I, I, you it I, don't, I don't even think it How exists anymore. How many active it's, users are there on Google Plus? Oh, actually, no, there it is. Default. They, start, they shut it down in 2019. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Imagine the number no one searched website in the world yeah. launches a social yes. media company based on the search website, Google.com, and they failed. Mm-hmm. And now Facebook is doing right. Can I, yeah. all, can, can I
0: tell you... You can uh, also look at CNN Plus. They're doing well. Where, they, where, where are they, it. Right it. they They crushed it. Every are they Plus? doing? Every I, Plus. Oh, you know they love? shut down? Oh, my
1: bad. The, the, the best, best bad. interview I saw on CNN Plus is the one Carrie Lake did. It was amazing. She crushed it on that one interview. I don't know if you remember that or not. Oh, you're talking
2: about when she went with the reporter and she's like, where is the How is that doing? You'll love this, Pat. So, you know, when I created Locals.com, really what I was creating, it was before we... It wasn't even called Locals. All I was trying to do was I wanted to build a subscription network for myself. The ability just basically to take what Patreon does and replicate it so I own it, so I could never be kicked off it and build that for my business. We, we mm. built that for me first. And then after about two months realizing, wow, we're making money, this thing's working. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. If this thing works for me, there's a million creators like me out there, why don't we see if we can expand on this? And then we started the company, we obviously got some investment, built out the company and all of those things, but I think what we did first that worked, that Threads did not do, and all of these apps don't do, is we had a, we had a problem that needed to be solved, and we went to solve that problem. You don't want to be reliant on big tech, you want to be an independent creator, here are the tools to go ahead and do that, and that's what we built, and that's why we merged with Rumble and that, that whole story. Threads was not trying to solve a problem, no because their the what their their perceived problem was that there is too much free speech but that's not a real problem so everyone going to threads was in essence trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist you know what i mean so when he says on day one, when they launched the thing, uh, Zuckerberg put up a tweet. He said, well, we want this place to be fun. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, that's not really what yeah. the problem is, that people aren't having fun online. Yeah. When I think of
0: Mark Zuckerberg. I think of, of fun. fun. <laughs> yep, he's the but what but, but, but he
2: also meant right under fun was censored. Right. Because the only way you keep this thing fun and light and happy and everyone smiling, you're going to have to censor the shit out of an awful lot of people. So he solves a problem that did not exist. And I think people start intuitively realizing that over a couple of weeks. And that leads to where we're at.
1: And By the way, I will say this. He may not look like he's a fun guy. Trust me, Zuckerberg is having a lot of fun. Whether it's jujitsu, whether it's mm-hmm. water skiing, the stuff that he's doing is crazy. How active he is out there! Well, so he's an he, alien. Maybe so aliens on the He's get boring tired. on the outside. It's amazing but he's what a hundred on billion dollars will do to uh, enable yeah, you to have fun. Some fun? It, you know, believe it or not, no, no. There's a lot of billionaires who will never do shit like this, and they just want to count their money. Look at so the alien out there. And and by by the way, eighty-nine.
2: Technically,
1: nah, he's a humanoid robot. Not I am not a guy yeah. that's got a Zuck poster. I'm sitting endorsing this. I'm just saying this guy looks yeah. like he's having a fun life. But you know it's funny? You say that. How many of your DMs on Instagram do you respond to?
2: Me personally, almost nothing. But that guy right there handles it. Phoenix does. Okay. Brock. Uh, Brock. Yeah. Brock, yeah. Oh, okay.
1: How Brock, many? How many uh, of your Twitter messages do you respond? Is it also somebody Virt- else? Virtually nothing. Do you respond to any one of them?
2: I respond to things on locals. You respond to things Because I built it so that if you really want you. to contact me and you want it's to have a conversation locals. with me, yeah, you, gotta, you I got to you. You pony up a couple bucks and then so, I'll talk so, to you. So nice. what we
1: did is we launched yeah. an app called Manect. Yeah, yeah. So it's Manect, just- where, you know, last month we got 60,000 downloads of the app, which was very interesting to see what's happening. You know, we paid influencers. Anywhere between five thousand dollars in a month to a hundred thousand dollars. Just last month, in the month of June, I think one person got paid ninety-three thousand dollars. Last the people month. who are answering the questions, the people and, that are responding. Yeah. So you have three options on Manect. If yeah. you if you look up Manect you can you know people DM you all the time. You're text. like, good. I don't want to respond back. Yeah, yeah. I can either respond back in text, and you choose your price point. Yep. Ten bucks, fifty bucks, hundred bucks, five hundred bucks, and then you get to respond back in text, or if you want a video, you can send a video back, or you can have a fifteen-minute Facetime call with the person, or an hour Facetime call. Yep. I think. Adam had a day a couple days ago. He did, you know, calls with people. and making three thousand dollars, four thousand dollars in a day. Just doing next I think there's a part there to monetize yeah. influencers. Mm-hmm. And by the way, quick plug: if you're not using Menegs, download the app. You have a bunch of different people ask questions. If you're a expert yourself, it's also a good place for you to be on and share with your audience.
2: By the way, it also changes the behavior of the internet. You know, because of anonymity and because of burner accounts and everything, it encourages the worst behavior possible. You ask people. You know, my my community, we leave it up to everybody's locals community. You. Just- Inside your price point. So mine is $5 a month. I think Scott Adams is seven. We have people that have 15, whatever it is. But quite literally, if you did 25 cents per month, you can completely alter everybody's behavior because once they just put in something, you might even be able to do it at a penny. I kid you not. Once they have to do
1: something, you have
2: completely altered their behavior. And it's not that I'm looking to alter behavior in terms of how people think or anything else, but if you're going to be part of my time and my
0: expenses, mentally and otherwise, then, yeah.
1: that's Shout it, out it, to
0: the Manek team, by the way. It, I mean, it, what a great app that we got going on over
1: there. Yeah, it's, and, it's and it's, we, we uh, uh, got the team to be thicker right now. We got a lot of people involved. It's exciting what about, we're about to launch next. But I want to I give you guys this one article here, very important for all of us to be prepared for this. And, and before I go with Ron Perlman losing his mind against an executive that made $27 million in a year – and what microaggression is, 15 things people think are fine to say at work but are actually racist, sexist, and offensive, <laughs> according to Insider. Rob, we have some breaking news on what happened this morning on Truth Social with Trump, what he tweeted out 30 minutes ago. If you want to show this, mm. Trump oh. says he's, he expects arrest and indictment over January six Capitol riot. Oh, this just came out this morning. Uh, President Donald Trump said Tuesday that he expected to get indicted on federal charges on January 6th. Capital rights supporters disrupted the certification of the 2020 election. He's a front-runner. election interference. Wow, on Sunday night, while I was with my family, having just arrived with Turning Point event in Florida, where I was the straw straw poll against all the other Republican candidates with 85.7%, with all polls showing me leading in the Republican primary by very substantial numbers, almost everyone predicting that I will be Republican nominee for president. And as I am leading Democrat Joe Biden in the polls by a lot, horrifying news for our country was given to me by my attorneys. Deranged Jack Smith, the prosecutor with Joe Biden's DOJ, sent a letter. Again, it was on Sunday night, stating that I am I am a target of the January 6th grand jury investigation, and given giving me a very short four days to report to the grand jury, which almost always means an arrest and indictment. Go a little lower to see if there's anything else. Trump added, so now Joe Biden's Attorney General, Merrick Garland, who I turned down for, for the United States Supreme Court, in retrospect, based on his corrupt and unethical <laughs> actions, a very wise decision, together with Joe Biden's Department of Injustice, have effectively issued a third indictment and arrest of Joe Biden's number one political opponent, who is largely dominating him in the race for the presidency Nothing like this has ever happened in our country before or even close. Uh, And obviously on the bottom it says he's been arrested twice. So So what what are your thoughts on this? Uh,
2: Well, first off, the way he writes, it really should be studied and I don't know what they should do with it. Um, Well, what are they saying they're arresting him for, for inciting a riot? I mean, what's the, he's not saying what the actual charge is. A target of the January. Is 6th there anything else
1: on the bottom, Rob? If you want to go a little lower to see if there's anything else, we can on that. It, it must have that.
2: something to do with inciting
0: it,
1: right? It, yeah, like that must his,
2: be the, the yeah charge. his
0: attitude that day. He was actually the shaman. He dressed he up. He was, that uh, was him. yeah. <laughs> Look, was you know, it, it
2: really makes you wonder if they had not done this New York charge, if this federal case had not happened, which happened to be on Miami. It has nothing to do with Florida, um, and and now another one of these. It really makes you wonder where Trump would be at in the polls. Because this see it's almost as if the system is keeping him inflated by continually doing these things. It keeps everybody defending him all the time. We we'd need to know a little bit more about the you, specific David, you're charge. saying inflated.
0: Yeah, Because oh, yeah. it's actually a good thing well, yeah. on the Republican I think, I think he,
2: Well, we know he gets a bump every single time. More yeah. people feel that they have to defend him. Right, uh, every uh, time. This, so he's it, leaning it shows, into it. It shows people, yeah, so of course he's leaning into it here. Uh, I don't think the guy wants to end up in jail. Again, we need to know about the specifics. It must be about inciting yeah. a riot, which they're going to have a real hard time proving because, you know, there's plenty of video of him oh. that day. Oh, Go peacefully here, yeah. you know. And now we know, we also know about all the feds that were in the yeah. freaking crowd and moving barriers out of the way. And so... This is just, oh man, the show must go on. Can we, all we agree, agree we that the show that must go on version no of No matter what,
0: Trump's not literally ending up in jail. That's not happening.
2: No, I
3: don't think so.
0: There, there's I mean, think there's always, that, a, deal. There's
3: always a deal to be cut. He knows that I, I mean, care. that would yeah. be yeah. funny because he could be in jail and still run for the... Pre- like, he could still yeah. be locked yeah, up, yeah, yeah, yeah. which would be hilarious. That'd be like the real, the orange is the new black. It'd just be orange. <laughs> oh, orange <laughs> would be the new orange. But Dave, but Dave you make a good yeah, point. It's orange like, is the new orange. Orange is the new orange. Yeah, orange, yeah, the yeah, new that's, orange. that's just hilarious. You heard it here first. But, like, you would <laughs> think, Dave, because this is obviously the left's tactic. You'd think that they would get it, like, just... Leave him the hell alone because all you're doing is helping him. Look, I mean, the the
2: conspiracy version of that would be that they want everybody to be into Trump because they want him to be the nominee because he will not win. Mm -hmm. And that Mm -hmm. he is far more, again, putting aside everything that that uh, we discussed about DeSantis, Mm -hmm. that DeSantis is from where I sit, clearly more of a mainstream threat to take out uh, Biden in an actual general. You can get crossover votes. You can see it. Trump, if we're to believe the last election was true, right, and Biden got 81 million votes and Trump got 75, there are no new Trump supporters. There just aren't. At there aren't. Yep. I don't think there are new Biden supporters either. But And again, you can question whether the election was legitimate and all of that stuff. Uh, but it seems fairly obvious to me the system itself would love Trump to run because Trump will not be president, where the system actually doesn't know exactly how to react whether it was DeSantis or any... Even if it was Nikki Haley, someone that was functional, that could cross-appeal. People are pissed at the Democrats. So there's some level of that, maybe, that's going on here. They just want to keep inflating him. I fully
0: agree with you. I think that there's a... There's a faction of the DNC that says we did it once, we can do it again. Trump's approval ratings, if you trust 538, are just as low as Biden's, give or take a point or two. And the age thing won't be an issue. And... What, what do you think about that?
2: The idea that, that the machine, in essence, wants to keep Trump afloat because they want him
1: as the nominee?
0: Pat thinks differently, I know that. I, I,
1: I, okay, so because what? Because DeSantis can beat him? Yeah, is because, that, because that, there's
2: every reason the to juxtaposition, think he can You want to go there, I'm going go to go Put aside DeSantis, but that the idea that... Forget DeSantis or any of the others. Yeah. That they want to keep Trump in the mix because it puts a sort of stain okay, so when on I, the Republicans. When I, and,
1: yeah. when I talk to guys behind closed doors who are pro-DeSantis, or pro-Trump, or anti-DeSantis, or anti-Trump, or just, I like DeSantis, but I'm going to vote for a Republican no matter who it is. Like, you saw Brian yeah. Kemp, you know, Kemp was asked a question by the girl from CNN, or MSNBC, where it's like, so are you going to be supporting uh, President Donald Trump he say, if he's the nominee? He says, I absolutely will be supporting him. He says, but you were the same one that wasn't agreeing to you know, help him out. He says, yeah, that's something that I'm not going to do. I'm not going to come, but I'm, there's no way in the world the alternative is Joe Biden. I'm not going to have Joe Biden win it. So, of yeah. course, I'm going to go support Trump. That's kind of good to see Kemp doing that. I think he's setting the tone for everybody else. Sure. But there's a few different arguments out there. One of them is, what, does DeSantis know something the rest of us don't know? Hmm. That's one argument, which is what? Is the establishment behind closed doors saying, don't worry, Trump's not going to be there at the end. It's going to be you, and you'll be the front runner running against these guys. Because there's a market of people that are saying, between the two, who's more establishment? DeSantis is more establishment. That's what the argument is. Then Trump, right?
2: Yeah, I I don't necessarily agree with that argument. No, you don't have to agree with that. I'm just saying, like, in a
1: market, a lot of people will say, between the two, if we have to choose who's more establishment, it's DeSantis. Not at the level of Mike Pence, okay? Not at the level of, you know, maybe even Chris Christie. But he's more establishment than Trump is because he's come through the system, military, Congress, governor. He's been in it more than Trump has, right? Trump was asked a question by Mario Bartiroma on, you know, how do you feel about the fact that people are saying you actually didn't drain the swamp? You know, DeSantis keeps saying, you're saying you were going to drain the swamp. You didn't drain the swamp. The wall is only 50 miles and all this other stuff. That's a great argument DeSantis makes. But what did Trump say? Trump's response was, uh, uh, he said, uh, it's brilliant, by the way, what his response was. He said, yeah, you're right. But guess what? I've been spending time networking in New York. Those guys, I know who the Swamp is in New York. I don't know who the Swamp is in, in D.C. I just showed up to him. He says, first of all, when me and the first lady walked up and we uh, found out we won, we're like, oh, shit, we won. What are we going to do now? He says, it took me four years to realize who is Swamp. I realized Chris Christie is Swamp. I made a wrong decision hiring Bill Barr, hiring Esper, hiring some of these guys. Yeah. And that's what he was saying. So,
0: Christopher to,
1: to, to, to me, he is now coming from that side. But... For them to say, you know, this is going to help them or this is not going to help them and DeSantis is going to come in, if DeSantis is using that as a play, I think you're playing defense, you're not playing offense, but now let's say the other side, that they're doing this because they don't want DeSantis to uh, 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 be the nominee. If that's the case, why are all these liberal media outlets saying the following? This is what the liberal media outlets are saying the, the following. They're saying... Uh, you know, DeSantis, Ramazwani, and Haley got Wall Street donations over Trump, okay? Or Trump nominating Ray was a mistake, Chris Christie recommends. Why is everybody who is wanting this defending and trashing, it's, even the liberal side is not playing consistent with them wanting a Trump over DeSantis? Because if they're thinking like, this is helping out, I think if you don't fear Trump as a candidate, get out of his way. If you don't fear Trump, if you're like, oh, we want Trump as a candidate, you do? Yeah. Don't do this. Leave it alone. Because now the whole witch hunt thing is now on steroids. What's the next thing? And what's the next thing? And what's the next thing? guess what? While they're doing this, the two numbers that are the most consistent numbers right now, if you look at, the trust America has in mainstream media and the trust America has in the U.S. government, it's the lowest it's ever been. Ever the american people left or right do not trust mainstream media and they do not trust the government so the organization we don't trust keeps saying trump this trump that they're like dude i don't believe anything these guys are saying right now i don't believe anything so i think it's like it, the whole concept of you know they want to be able to do this because they are they're uh, uh, wanting uh, uh, trump as a DeSantis, as a candidate or says desantis i think that's the desantis camp liking to hear that there's This whole concept of selective hearing that we want to hear certain things because it validates, you know, the whole, what do they call it, the bias, there's a a name towards that. Cognitive bias. Cognitive bias, like you only see the stuff that you want to see because it agrees with what you're thinking. Mm. That leaves blind spots, and I don't think that's true.
2: You know, it's interesting, this concept that somehow DeSantis is more in the machine or more part of the swamp or something, it's like DeSantis has done literally everything any of us could have asked to fight the machine. Getting ESG out of all the Florida institutions, that's basically as big as it can get. Fighting the woke at every freaking level, the gender stuff in Florida, the race stuff in Florida. Um, he has done all of the things that any of us could have asked. And yet still, and this is one of the, one of my frustrations with Trump, again, who I voted for has been his level of lying on DeSantis, I think has convinced a lot of people things about DeSantis that simply are not true. DeSantis has said he has met Paul Ryan once in his entire life. Donald Trump has spent an awful lot of time around Paul Ryan. You can watch the compilation videos of him saying all ton, tons of good things about Paul Ryan over the years. Donald Trump worked with Karl Rove. I think I think DeSantis said he he also has met him once before he was president. You can you can check me on that. Um, so we have a guy who you can say, okay, he's not rich, so he'll be beholden to the rich, or something like that. And I think all of those arguments can be made. But if you just look at the proof is in the pudding, who has done all of the things that they said they were going to do? And they're all the things that are to fight the swamp and fight the machine. The answer, obviously, is DeSantis, while Trump, rich, billionaire, okay, has in many ways been defeated by the by that very swamp. So I think I think you can probably argue
1: that both ways. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Uh, But for me, if we have to say like on the Trump side, here's Trump style. Uh, Trump's style is um, flattery is one of his weapons. He knows how to control you through flattery. It's also a weakness, by the so, way. Let's not,
2: let's not forget that during COVID, he, well, now he admitted it post COVID, yeah. where he said, you know, I could never hit Gavin Newsom too hard because he always said nice things about me. Right. So I, his, this flattery thing works both Kim ways. Kim Jong Un, I love him. He says I, nice things about I me, he writes I don't, love don't. I don't disagree.
1: I'm just telling yeah. you what I think he does. I think yeah. he does flattery. I think he is charm. I think he is charismatic. But I also think if he gets one inkling that you're not on his side, he flips on you so yeah. hardcore that he wants to destroy you. Mm-hmm. This is his mindset. By the yeah. way, like it or don't like it, that's what he's done. He's from New York. Yeah. Okay? He comes from a different lineage of... He, he was a real estate know, guy in yeah. New York. You got to do some nasty He They asked the question, so, so what do you think yeah. about Barron? What could you tell him? I like him a lot. He's strong. He's this, and he's vicious. I like the fact that my son is vicious. He compliments Barron using the word vicious. vicious. Like You have to know, this guy really... If he's your father, he's feeding you stuff like this to you. Adam, the world's an ugly place. Don't trust a lot of people. Everybody wants to take advantage of you. There's only a few people. That's the stuff that I think yeah. he feeds his kids. And by the way, these are not bad things to feed your kids. It's work for him. And no, when you get to a level like that, you learn you've been screwed by girls, by men, by peers, by friends, by business partners, by politicians. But you know what? You shouldn't trust a lot of people because of what really is taking place here.
0: And he needs uh, to give yeah. his son a speech like that because you walk around the world. I think the son's like his six, son's eight. the son is yeah. ridiculous. going to be noticeable. And your last name is Trump. Yeah. You're going to be getting it from all sides. Yeah. That but, 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 and by but... the
2: way, when you take the endless BS from the machine all the time, the media and the politicians and everything, it hardens you over time. I think we talked about this once. Have you ever seen any of those old videos of Trump on Oprah or Trump on Phil yeah. Donahue yeah. from the mid-early 80s? They're incredible. You listen to this guy. <laughs> he's saying, in essence, the same exact things. But his affect is very different because he's much softer back then. He's, there's, a, there's a pleasantness and a, and a
3: calmness where now it's gruff and it's angry yeah. because
2: he's been through 40 years of insanity so
3: but, but, yeah and, you can watch and, any and, of these and david i do i do agree though the anger the the vendetta though because let's let's not forget all the trump voters that i know that are going back for him they're pissed off because he came in they, they were colluding with hillary the fbi cheating called the media you know fake news fbi is all, all full of shit the deep state he has a vendetta where he's like listen i came in i won fan and square Look at the shitstorm I caused where everybody, everybody, even in his own cabinet, were against him to get him out. It's it's payback time. And I, I could see why some of the anger would come out just like uh, RFK. Bro, the government killed your father and your <laughs> uncle. Guess what? That's where you have that attitude. That's why he's anti-war. That's why he's, you know, pro, you know, you know like, you know, our RFK was killed for what? Didn't want to go to get get everybody out of Vietnam. He wanted to splinter the CIA into a into a million pieces. He wanted to, you know, end segregation and stuff like that. So they had to kill him. So I can see why Trump is so angry now because bro, if I Pat, if you came into a competition, all of us, Dave, and you came in, and before you even got in, Hillary was doing what she was doing with the FBI, with the fake dossier, with everything, the media's all you know lying to you. And then all you have to do is you say fake news and that woke up everybody. To how much full of shit they are, I'd be, I'd be furious but, too. By,
1: by the way, he, here, here's the part to realize on the anger side. Okay, uh, are voters angry today? Absolutely. Hell yeah. Is America angry today? Yeah. Absolutely. So guess who relates to that? The voters. Yes. Those who are angry, like, wait a minute, did you force me to take the vaccine. I had a couple friends here from Ecuador a couple days ago. They're at the house, and we're talking. And he's talking about how bad it is right now in, in Ecuador with Korea. Korea is like almost about to come back, and the current president that's there, he's gonna probably lose it because the election's coming up. And Korea's like this ridiculous power trip type of guy who's wanting to take the philosophy of what Castro and some of these other guys did. And I'm sitting there saying, You know, we didn't take the vaccine. And him and his wife look at us like we're <laughs> aliens. said, <laughs> so, What do you mean? He yeah. says, Jennifer and I, we didn't take a single vaccine, not a vaccine, not a booster, nothing says, nothing, zero. I said, but my dad took it because he chose to take it. We didn't judge him. My nanny took it because she chose it. No, we didn't judge him. says, you guys didn't take the vaccine. I said, zero. says, Patrick, we couldn't go to the store. Mm -hmm. We couldn't go buy anything. Everywhere in Ecuador you went out, you had to show your vaccine card or else you couldn't go to a restaurant, you couldn't go to the store. You know those people on what happened to them in New York, the restaurants that you put out of business, do you know what happens with a restaurant that's been there for three generations and my restaurant that my great-grandfather started, you caused it to go out of business? You're not like, well, I'm a little bit upset, but let's move on, guys. <laughs> no. no, you're angry. Yes, You're angry. Yep. So Trump is connecting with that angry I, I,
2: So I completely agree with that, but then if you think about it a step later... Uh, or, or just one layer deeper, you know. Trump also pushed warp speed. Trump gave Fauci an award on his last day in office, gave him an honorable, whatever you call it. So Trump made mistakes. That's one of the things that's interesting about the Trump base. They're the most radically anti-vax and certainly anti-mandate. And he was never for a mandate. So I'll, gi- I'll you, give credit right. where credit is due. Yeah, yeah. But he also, he was swallowed by the swamp in that regard. <laughs> there, how many videos have you seen of Fauci saying we would meet with Trump and he would say, do whatever you want to yeah. do. The drain the swamp guy I yeah. Actually, handed the keys to the castle to the swamp. It's interesting how the base does not seem to associate those two things. You know, guys, I movie. really
1: want to go to this last story here with the microaggression. I know we got three minutes left. I'm gonna just read a couple of them because it's John. that funny. See, okay. you guys, can that really pa- offended. So it's that funny. Okay, so it's page uh, 16 at the bottom. What this is inside of Rob. If you can pull up the story, so the audience can see the story as well to see how ridiculous the stuff they're <laughs> writing right now. What is microaggression? 15 thing. 15 things. People think they are fine to say at work, but are actually racist, sexist, or offensive. Guys, brace for impact. Oh, my First God. One. Ready? Uh-oh. You're so articulate. Really? <laughs> Complimenting a person of color on their articulation perpetuates racial stereotypes <laughs> and implies oh low expectations. God. Here's the next okay. one. Ha, <laughs> ha. You're so OCD on how you manage projects. Or, damn, you work on so many different things, like you have ADHD. Joking about mental health conditions reinforces <laughs> stigma and can be damaging, okay? Uh, You're transgender, wow, you don't look like it at all. Okay. You're transgender, you don't that, look like funny. it at all. That's, that's brilliant. brilliant. Commenting that's on a transgender person's say. appearance reinforces negative stereotypes and undermines their identity. <laughs> oh, sorry, wrong person. Mistaking <laughs> <What>? <laughs> names based on race or ethnicity reinforces the notion that all um, individuals of a particular group look the same. Oh, you're gay? You should meet my friend Ann. She's gay too. Assuming compatibility amongst LGBTQ individuals disregards individual preferences and reinforces stereotypes. But lesbians do all sleep with each other. Everyone knows that. Come on, you meet a lesbian, she has slept with every other lesbian
2: yeah, that's me, out Anne, there. Anne, that's get it. over here.
1: My boss is crazy. Using gender terms like crazy or hysterical to describe female bosses undermines their concerns and critical thinking. By the way, This keeps going. Where are you actually from? The way you've overcome your disability is so inspiring. Praising disabled individuals for basically accomplishments perpetuates low expectations and undermines their capabilities. Your name is so hard to pronounce. I think you're in the wrong room. This is the programmers meeting. Do you even know what Snapchat is? Are you an intern? You look so young. Is that your real, real hair? hair? <laughs> well, actually, I think interrupting women and taking credit for their idea undermines the contrib- contributions and reinforces gender <laughs> disparities. Why do you wear that? <laughs> Probing religious individuals, do you realize how insane of a world? So Wait, sorry, what was the one about you're in the wrong room?
2: You might be yeah. in the yeah, wrong you room. Might what you might be in the wrong room. By the way, what he has broken
3: them? 12 out of the 15 I broke, I today. Broken so. 12 of those just in the past two, three hours before but, we. But came you know, in. can you
1: imagine working at Insider? Hey, I got a message for those of you guys that actually work for (laughs) Business Insider. I have sympathy for you. You don't have to walk on eggshells. There is a land outside of Insider that is a free land. It's a place where you can actually have fun and be free with others and have your own thoughts and think for yourself. So for some of you that hate working at your job where you have to think like this and walk on eggshells, you may want to start posting your resume and looking for elsewhere. And I'm not saying come work at Valutainment because you may not like how crazy we are, but there's definitely hey, better hey, places. Wait, 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 number six. Crazy? No, my no, boss no. is crazy, yeah. huh, Adam? I take that, that as a compliment, Good. Vinny. Hey, Good. PB,
2: PBD, before we wrap, I just want to say you're a beautiful transgender woman. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and he's my crazy boss. <laughs> And, and I way, am so offended. You know that?
1: Yeah. I am so offended and by And by the way, PBD, oh, the God. way that
0: you've overcome your disability is so inspiring. Unbelievable.
1: Yes. Well, yeah. Yeah. Listen, I didn't even want to it's, say it's that. It's taken years, but uh, for me, my ESL has held me back for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I never took English one-on-one, but I'm English English getting better. No, where are you English?
3: actually from,
1: Pat? For years. <laughs> for years, yeah. years. I've been working Why do you on it. That? And yours. What's the other one? Amid. Amid is the other Amid one. What's the other one you like to teach me with? you are still teaching his English words. Yeah, I'm getting better. Be patient. Amid. Amid, amid the current amid situation, years, amid. 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 are you you supposed favorite. to say yours?
3: Years. 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 years, I can't
1: say that. I, years. Years. I say yours. The way I say. It's like ears,
2: but with a Y. And they, like, okay. they let you on the internet. Yeah, that's yeah. why I don't know yeah. why they let you. this guy. This can't man. even say
1: Is that years? your real hair? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so look, uh, I asked my kids yeah, the other day. I said, "Guys, am I old, Daddy? Not yet. Not yet. You're still young. You're not young, but you're not old yet. So that's the compliment that matters the most. Anyways, Dave, as usual pleasure having you on. Great seeing you guys. Uh, every time we just love the conversation. 2 hours goes by in 5 minutes. I want to tell you guys who we're going to have at our town hall. Uh, and by the way, we didn't even ask about, talk about this guy that's going to be at the town. It's so funny. I we know. had one other topic we didn't even get into. A little it.
0: bit. We saw some numbers that people wanted
1: to yeah, see him. So the town hall, yeah, absolutely. People have been asking about this for a minute. August 4th in Florida, in Fort Lauderdale, Vivek Ramaswani will be right here doing a town hall with us with 200 people in attendance. There's going to be three tiers of tickets, general uh, and then you have what's the top one, Go premium, and then VIP. The VIP folks will get a chance to sit in the front row. We'll come to you possibly to ask some questions. When you buy the ticket, you can actually put your questions at the end as well, and uh, we'll get a chance to meet them. And the VIP folks will go to the cigar lounge. I'll be there. You'll get a chance to uh, uh, ask myself and Vivek some questions, but specifically to meet Vivek. This is a guy that could be someone that's doing something mm-hmm. at the White House. There's a man that built a multi 1000000000 dollar company and went out of... A year ago, nobody knowing who he was, except from his family and a couple podcasts he's done, to now he's going up there about to potentially get to the second spot. Maybe. We don't know if it's going to happen or not. But if you want to see Vivek face-to-face, text the word podcast. You're going to get an email back immediately, a link to the website. Text the word podcast to 310-340-1132. Again, text the word podcast to 310 340-1132, or Rob, what's the website for them to go to? Is it 5990live.com? Correct. Or go to 5990live.com, buy your tickets, and uh, come spend August 4th evening with us. I think mm-hmm. we're going to do an evening show and then afterwards, we'll be at the club hanging right, out together.
3: He was the best, Pat. Because he, he, I, I was at the turning point. I'm sorry to cut you off, Adam. Don't
1: drive any more initiative. N- no, no, he I was, only want to talk. Don't was, say uh, have a podcast uh, as no, well. No, he was, he was out of everybody.
3: Because right I, every, I saw Tucker. I saw Trump. You know, yeah. Trump came out. Fireworks. He just stood there and you know didn't say nothing for like a good two minutes. Vivek wasn't reading a teleprompter. He was engaging. He yeah. was like, yeah. everybody was stuck on him. And yeah. to me, he was the best out of everybody. There was
1: a famous song about that. Stuck on you. You. <laughs> and got this feeling. Yeah. Right.
3: What were you going to say, Adam? Go ahead, Adam. Adam well, it
0: was a story from Aspen. But oh, tell us the story. Tell us the story. Yeah, okay. I? The story. yeah. yeah, yeah I want to your second story? Adam, okay. when did so you get here?
3: Adam, you're here. I just here. flew when the
0: flight here. Here. was delayed on the way back.
1: I had to be you got married. You got married in Aspen. I relaxed, relax
0: with all that, relaxed with all that. But I was uh, flew private out to Aspen. It was amazing. It was awesome. Flew commercial on the way back, like wow. I like I normally do, whatever. And I get to the Aspen airport. By the way, there, there's zero people in line to get to the airport. My flight's at four o'clock. I arrive at the airport at 3:30, running late, all right, go right in, TSA pre-check. Nobody's in line. Boom, right through starving. Order a hamburger. All of a sudden, it's like taking too long. I'm like, "Can we hurry up and get this burger?" I, I, the guy in line ordering next to me goes, "Oh, you're on the flight back, uh, back to Miami." I go, "Yeah, yeah, I'm like trying to get on the flight." He goes, "You're good, dude. You're, you're not going to miss the flight." I go, "Why, wh- wh- why is that?" He goes. I'm the captain of the flight. Yeah, that's good. I'm Hold waiting on my sandwich. By the way, huge pe- fan of the PBD podcast. <laughs> huge fan. Not gonna let you miss his flight, Adam. So I, he gave us a little special message. Do you have that, Rob? So here's the Captain did. Captain, the captain Matias. Wow. Captain of the flight. Let's, Let's hear see that. what we got here. So PBD, I'm uh, leaving Aspen on the way to Dallas, and I'm, and I'm like worried that I'm running late. And the guy next to me getting food, he goes, "Don't worry." You're not going to miss the flight. I said, why is that? He goes, I'm the captain of
1: the flight. No problem, man. That's awesome. I got your coffee. We're doing
0: this. We're good. He goes, I'm a huge fan of PBD Podcast, by the way. I go, get out of here. we got to call Pat. You guys are doing a great job getting your clips on Facebook. It's always on my feed. It's great. I love it, man. Keep up the good work. I appreciate uh, all the things you're putting out, all the freedom of speech stuff. I love it. Keep it up. Good How work. How sick is keep this? Awesome, Matias man. in the house. What's it's his name, spot.
1: Matias? Captain Matias. Well, Matias, I appreciate you following the content. I highly recommend you keep your eye on the ball while you're flying. Yeah. The yeah. For all the other yeah. time, watch as much as you want, and hopefully <laughs> one of these days we'll meet you, Captain Matias. Have a great day, everybody. Thursday podcast is a... <laughs> Can we actually say who's the guest on Thursday? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Anthony Weiner's on the podcast wow. on Thursday. <laughs> wow. And Chris is wow. on the podcast Saturday. So we'll see you guys on the podcast the next two. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
3: Anthony.